Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. Hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson. We'll be joined later by Captain Jerker, Tom Lavelle. And our guest today is the one and the only Mike Podcasty. You can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can us on Instagram, Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the TikTok at Working B Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com and please like and subscribe so we can continue to bring this incredible content to you twice a week for the rest of our lives. Jalen Dub, forever, forever. Are you ready to get this thing going? He is. He is, we is, I am, you are. Let's freaking do this. This is the word. It's our objective to be effective by voice in societies. Working perspective. Exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. Your day can transform while we inform. So check out our vibe and how we get live. Then do us a solid share and subscribe. Which you sharing? Which you sharing? Which you sharing? All right, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you a little bit about our guest today, old Machayam Podkasi, a.k.a. Mike Pods, a.k.a. Pods, a.k.a. Mikey Pods. All right, so me and old shit-eating grin Mike Podkasi here met a number of years ago. Um, if you haven't guessed, he is the better-looking, smarter, stronger, more athletic, younger brother of our co-host on the weekend poppin the one and only burn podcasty yeah i know i know surprise justin <laughs> wow um, it's such a common last name you know i just i thought maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah i yeah. i for uh i thought burn's last name was like a, a show name when i first like i saw uh, an email it was his stage I was like, name Ooh, i'm a podcasty now <laughs> like it's you know what I mean? It's like, hey, you Mr. Big Shot, old podcast. Yeah, I burn podcasty all the time. Yeah. And no, I it's podcast. Yeah. 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 Honestly, I think, uh, yeah. I think, you know, I mean, maybe it was a match made in heaven. Who knew? And it, Who knew? it turns out there's more of them. Several more. And he is the last of those three brothers. And he's the, the last, last of my father. He's the last one to be a guest 
on the illustrious Working Perspectives podcast, which is available now on all podcast platforms. You should go Working Perspectives podcast. Um, but yeah, his brother, Bern, Benoit Poudkasse, our co-host on the Weekend Poppin', was on, uh, when we launched uh, the, on January 5th of 2021, we launched three episodes the first day, and he was one of those three episodes. So he was in it, like considered one of the first ones since we lost three, launched three, right? And then his brother, Polatsky, I think his aired in February of 2021. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, he either recorded it in February 21 or aired in February 21, right? Okay. Okay. And he was on the show eons ago, right? He's since been back to do the 44 roundtable and all that good stuff. But I'll tell you, we really scored big with old Mikey Pods, and he's had like his best friend. And I believe the best man at his wedding, the big thrill, Nick Gill, a.k.a. the Sword of the Morning, was also on the show. I know you're a big Sword of the Morning guy, Jado. Big fan like of the guy. Sword of the Morning. Oh, dude, what's not to love about the big thrill, Nick Gill? He really probably is. He might be the most likable human on the planet. It's really tough not to like the guy, you know. But so my first meeting of old Mikey Two Shoes here uh i was a big um i just say i was a big car bomb guy for a while car bombs were my jam big time my jammy jam <laughs> and uh you know one time burn used to have this house on martin street in mania and there was sometimes where i would just carry around like the the car bomb ingredients which would be whiskey bailey's, bailey's. and guinness right yeah they would have Bailey's refrigerated. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the wintertime, you know. Oh, in the wintertime, it's a beautiful thing. Everything's yeah. ready to go. Sure. You can keep everything classy, outside in your aces. It's a classy move rolling around with all three. You oh. have everything. Yeah. All they needed was to ride the, the glassware, which, to be honest, if you went into like, like we all were, I mean, what would you consider them? Party houses, right? You can just call them that. We all lived in party houses. You couldn't find silverware to save your life, but plenty of pint glasses and shot glasses to be had for all, right? I would say, at least my experience. Oh, when I lived in Maniunk, I would walk home with a drink almost every night. Yeah, yeah. I worked at a bar and I stocked our whole kitchen with everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the first week I moved in, I grabbed like silverware for seven and, and like, you know, eight pint glasses and like just everything. It was great. So either way, uh, I'm down there hanging out with Burn, and I've known him for a while. We've been buddies. And he's like, yo, you got to meet my brother, my brother and his state championship basketball team. All right. That's so a, I was like, that's whoa. a great Burn impression. Oh, probably. I mean, on. did you think he had signed on? It was that <laughs> I was good. Like, oh, Burn's here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excellent. For those listening, that was me. It wasn't Burn. Just to let you know, but either way, I'm Ben Picasso. <laughs> yeah, I'm Ben. I'm Ben Picasso. I'm not right. on the show. I'm not on the 44 round table. <laughs> He's my brother. He's one of my <laughs> best friends. I had the 44 round table with pretty much everyone I grew up with, but I don't show up. All right. I stay home and I take care of my five kids and I get my two kids. Exactly like this. Yeah. If you don't know it's not me, then you're nuts. All right. So either way, Bern was like, come over here, meet my brother, the state champion. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up? So I meet him. And then initially, it's car bomb time. Right. And I'll tell you, car bombs are there at first. You got to ease into those bad boys. Ease on in. Yeah. 
I don't know. Um, well, Justin, I think you were there the one time St. Patrick's Day. I did 14 car bombs in one day. And like, get you. oh man, I was just beyond myself gone and just, you know, threw up all over my everything. And it's I think a, yeah, it's a spacing issue as well. Yes. Not only the alcohol consumption, it's mm-hmm. not like Guinness is a, is a light beer. No, you know? no, no. That's no. a, that's a the old Irish milkshake there. Oh, baby. Plus two, when you start early, it's a long, long day. It's, it's a long, long way to the top if you want to rock and roll that oh. Irish, con- that Catholic concrete. Oh, baby. Yeah, that stuff doesn't sit well either. You know what I'm saying? So I'll tell you this, man. I've known Mike for a long time, and it's crazy how many times, like, people I've known, and you'll you'll hear this on the show, but people I've known, like, cross paths with Mike, and we've intersected and been like, whoa, hey, you know this guy, and you know this guy kind of thing. And, like, just down the road, he's always been a good dude, always super cool with me, always loved hanging out with him, partying with him. And I'll tell you this, Justin, and I think you would agree. I feel like we just have, uh, like, we all fit in with these Northeastern PA guys. You know what I mean? Like, we just, us and those sons of coal miners, we just all, we all got jibs. And I think all our jibs just, we got good jibs. You like to cut it out, jib. You know what I mean? This fictional valley that exists somewhere far, oh, far away. I had no idea when they brought up 40 foot. I thought it was like, I don't know, 20 minutes away from somewhere. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's like, no, no, it's like up by spring. I'm like, where? The paper place from the office? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's near the paper place from the office, <laughs> but, you know, they don't like, I'll tell you this, they don't like that. They don't like to be told, oh, you're for, you're from Wilkes-Barre, 44? You must be from Scranton. No, two different places, and they take offense to that. Found that they're out the hard way. Yeah, they're in the valley, the Wyoming Valley of Pennsylvania. Valley of the Lord. Yeah, could be. So, uh, tickled pink when he decided to come on this show, and I'll tell you, just another feather in our cap of great guests that we've we've gotten on the show, man. I'll tell you, I mean, I have to, you have to think, right? Like we are just like, you know, I don't know. We're just killing it when it comes to the guests, right? Like every week, it's just so good, so nice. And I'm, you know, and I and I said this before and I'll say it again. I categorize how great the show is by the level of guests that we do have. And I mean, I just can't thank everyone enough that's been on the show. But I'll tell you, this one's going to be a good one. And I'm excited to get this guest here. So, Mike, I want to thank you for coming on. But before we get started, I would just like to ask, which movie do you think is better? The Godfather Part 1 or The Godfather Part 2? I'm going 1. Oh, you smart man. You son of a (laughs) Much better movie. You fantastic. No. Sonny Corleone is just a star and it's my, fantastic my james con james con <laughs> is a fucking star all right jimmy con did to my boy jimmy fucking con dude when he beats the shit out of carlo <laughs> the first time the I best the, yeah, bites his fingers yo i love oh it. the best dude also when they're at the table and he's like i want to talk like you know you know i don't know and he's like we don't talk business at the table and carlo's just like well i'm a little bitch aren't i you know Sure. And then they fucking garrot Carlo in the car. Leave <laughs> Hello, the gun. Carlo. Take the cannolis. That's Carlo. Right? Or no, that's not Carlo. Nah, that wasn't killed, Carlo. No, that wasn't Carlo. That was someone else. But, but dude. All right, so here, here's, here's my reasoning for that. Oh, my please, reasoning yeah. is because, all right, are we saying one is much better than two or is two much better than one? It's apples and oranges. We're talking like if one's 98%, so, 
Yeah. One's 98.5%. Yeah, it's a thin line. You love both, but one right. just edges out. I see. So I got to go one just because if one was terrible, there wouldn't be it. Like one had to be so good and then two matched it, maybe even outperformed it, but to start it, it had to be amazing. Also, like the first 50 minutes is a wedding scene, which is hilarious. Like, what is that? <laughs> like they're like in no rush at all to do anything. Like, yeah. so. Rossi's practicing. Oh, I was just going to say, and you meet Justin's <laughs> favorite character of all time, Luca Brazzi. Right? He is. But, <laughs> and then as somebody named Michael, I just think sure. the first one, sure. I mean, it's just constant. Every other sure. word out of everybody's yeah. mouth is Michael. The- yeah, the pain in the in the old man's eyes when he finds out it was Michael that Mike never wanted. Yeah. There's so many dramatic, like yeah, Michael, so good. Oh, Mike! Oh, I never Mike. wanted this yeah. for you, yeah. Senator. So that's that's why I would go with with one. But I think, like I said, it's a it's barely. You know, I would say it's a toss up. Yeah, smart. Yeah, you're very smart and very intelligent, and you're very handsome. I'm <laughs> so proud of you. Wow, thanks, J Dub. I got you. You know, match I mean, jerseys. Pretty cool. We open here. Yeah, Yeah. that nonsensical fucking Celtics jersey. He's got a Paul Pierce, I believe. Is that right? The truth. Yes, that is the truth. The 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 truth. truth. Nice. Uh, What about Cheetos? Crunchy or puff? There, Machayim. Crunchy. Yeah. Duh. Duh. Everyone's crunchy. No no one's ever batted a thousand, Justin, on the questions. (laughs) No. Right. No one's ever fully agreed with me. Yeah. No one's ever fully agreed with you. They all. They might say one, but no one says puff and one. You might be the only person alive that likes one and is also a puff. Uh, yeah. Do we have any more? Do we have one more? Oh, oh, this is this is a very highly debated topic. Ooh, all right. Very all highly right. debated. I'm excited too. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Drums or flats? Oh yeah. Flats. On your wings. Oh my Correct god. Answer. Oh Correct my answer. god. It's gotta be Dude, sophisticated. Freaking, um, no. Here's what you do with the flat though. This is when you pop that joint, you get two. You get two, and you just one. It's like. It's the same thing as, as the, the drumsticks. You make your own. It's legit. It's just mush in there. There's not like a soggy flat legit is like chewing gum. It oh, is disgusting. I, I, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming both wings are professionally wonderfully cooked. Then, I mean, and then yeah, a soggy flat, a soggy anything wing wise. I mean, you can <laughs> live with a soggy, a soggy drum. You can live with. It's not great, but at least but it's not a what flat. About, what about that drum that you get and the top is just all collagen? And like all, like you know what I'm talking both, about. Both both ends of the flat are all cartilage. No, but you pop. This is what I'm saying. You pop the cartilage, and then you open it up, and then the meat stays, and then you just you drum it as if it was a drum. You can, you have you it, seen it, Have you up. seen the lollipops that they do that with the wings? Is a new little thing, and I have yeah. not had that, and it does. Bro, go, go. you seen that? Is, is they like wing they cut they cut the, it. They have it, it. It can only be done. It can only be done with a drumstick. Let's let's get that out there. I, I actually leaned in. It's also closer. like a full chicken leg. It's not <laughs> like a wing. And you get a chicken, you get the drumstick, you cut like the top part and you press it down. So it's just bone showing on the bottom and it yeah. makes like a lollipop. And people like will wrap them in bacon and do stuff. Do they do it from the, the they do it from the top down or the, I thought they did it from the bottom up. Yeah, from the ankle up, I believe. Yeah, like they shove a, they take the bottom, shove it up so that it's a bare yeah. bone for about like a, an inch yeah. or two. Oh, dude. And Listen, you just I, one I mean, hand like, also. 
I'd like to apologize to you and your listeners that I don't know about this chicken wing technology. I it's just very, I feel very embarrassed, it, and that yeah. might change, but I haven't had it. I mean, it's fresh in the game. To be Have you had it, Matt? I haven't had it, but I've seen it. Yeah, I haven't had it either. I've only just, seen yeah. it. Just I've seen it in dreams is where I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> in my dreams. I've seen this chicken stick, the chicken wing lollipop. Which, Calls to me like oh, the ocean. Man, sure does. Sure does. So, all right. Well, let's get it started. So, Mechayim here, a.k.a. Mike, a.k.a. Pod. He was born and raised like his brothers in 44 PA, land of the free, home of the brave adjacent. Uh, he did 12 years of Catholic education. And then we're going to talk about this. So he went, I went to a Catholic school, but I went to what would be considered a larger Catholic school, grade school. We'll say a larger Catholic grade school. Like I had like, I think a little over a hundred kids in my, in my grade school class. Right. But how many kids did you have in your elementary school, in your elementary school class? Justin? I have no idea. I mean, we had uh, three, probably. I'd, yeah. Pro- I mean, we probably only had a hundred too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like ours, but yours ended at sixth grade. Ours ended at in a single grade, right? Not like in the yeah, whole yeah, yeah. Oh no, the whole school was like a like 900 or something. Because I want to say, yeah, we had like three. We would have three teachers per grade, and there was like yeah, 30, 30 kids, kids a class. class. Yeah, that was like yeah, around so- ours was like 34 or something a class. 30, yeah, I think so. But so we had just a, a just a smidge over a hundred in a grade, right? Mike, I think what'd you have a hundred in the school, Mike? How many kids? I was going to say, if it was, if you told me we had 25 in each class, I would be shocked. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you so, get to know everybody. Yeah. 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 I went to the, I went to school from like kindergarten to fifth grade. I would say with the 12, like the same 18 people the entire time. And you just, did you just dominate dodgeball your entire life? Like Yo, we, we played this, all right, circle dodgeball was this, okay, what sure. we played, right? Right. So Indian style in a circle, three in the middle. And okay. everybody just whipped balls at you. So you had to dodge 360 degrees. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Yeah. Let's All get right. let's get back yeah. to this. This right. sounds so like, it, yeah, okay. We got a circle. Sitting, yeah. The class, okay. So the class sits, they're sitting down Indian style on the perimeter. So they don't circle. get the same amount of throwing from the from seated position. Gym gotcha. teacher, if your butt lifted off, you it didn't count. You had to wow. stay back. So it was all arm strength. Wow! Yeah. Catch your like a yeah. Wow, you're pre- you're preparing some assassin. Right, That's and three people in the middle had yeah. to dodge, and I think they would go with like four to five balls. So if you wow. hit somebody, you would just go in for them, and they would come out and sit in. Okay, tell you cool, it, but it never stopped. Nice. And uh, red kickball and, style. Yes. And you're right. like, and you're like back diving back. to get the ball. Like you're fighting other people. Like, give me that fucking, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh, you you... Would, and that was the thing. You would like want to sit next to like two people who didn't want to play. So you yeah. could lean over and get it as it would be like, around. all right, you can stay there, Sally. All right. Yeah. What happens um, if you catch the ball as an inside man? If you catch it, you would just, you would just chuck it and yeah. you can stay okay. in. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you like, if, you, if you couldn't catch no it and hold it to like block or no. No, you had, you had to catch it and then, like, usually just chuck it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But it had to Throw stay it. in a circle. Throw it at the teacher. Yeah, but nice. There was this crazy rule, though, that we figured out that you could, as a thrower, bounce it. So, like, it didn't Ooh. have to stay in the air. So, oh. you, like, so you would, Balls. like, try to short hop people off their shins or whatever. Ooh. So, yeah, it was crazy. It so, it could crazy. hit the ground, and yes. if it hit you, wow. Yeah. It was on. That's yeah. a, that is yeah. a game changer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would like to see that. I would like to see kids like, you know, some kids that know how to play that game go at it or adults because that would be fucking <laughs> awesome. I'm telling you, it was like 
you know, yeah. the other stuff we did was never like presidential fitness club was the worst, but circle dodgeball was absolutely the best. Yeah. 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 What is presidential fitness club? Did you guys have to do that? Where like you had to like run a mile yeah, you or you had to like, the box. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. like the pull-ups and whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to do the sit-ups in a minute and stuff yeah. and all that. If yeah. you couldn't do a pull-up, they would let you hang there in <laughs> shame and everyone would just stare at you for 30 seconds. It was like every 10 seconds counted as like one pull-up or something <laughs> like that. No. Did you have a rope climb? Uh, we did not. Our the ceiling in our cafeteria was like I'd say eleven feet. So I, I don't think that would work. <laughs> Did you we guys a, do a rope climb, Justin? Yeah, yeah. So we had a, I mean, in my head, it was a hundred feet tall because sure. we had a big gym <laughs> yeah. and it, uh, it went into a drop ceiling and up there, there was a note on the ceiling and you could only read it if you climbed up there. And until like, I think fifth or I think it might've been sixth grade until I could finally climb up there because I could never get the good feet wrap. Once you figure yeah. that out, it's not that hard, yeah. but I would try just to all arm it because I couldn't figure out the foot thing. And finally, till like sixth grade, I climbed up there and it just said like, congratulations, you did it. And I was like, get the fuck out. Come on, yeah. I was all mad. I was going to say, like, I didn't know what it was going to say, but like it you're didn't excited. live up there. Yeah. The, like really philosophical saying yeah. or something you're, crazy. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're now just, a man, yeah. yeah. It told me the day I was going to die. I don't know. I yeah. climb back down. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. I didn't say the year, just the date. <laughs> So, so every June 17th, I live in fear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty great. So, okay, let's keep it moving. So not only you're going to school, right? Listen to this, J-Dub. Listen to this guy. He did a little bit of Little League Baseball, right? Um, you know, th- th- what happened? I want to hear this story about the intentional walk kid crying. What was going on here? <laughs> Little League All right. Baseball. All right, so I'm 12. It's our championship game. And we're playing against this team, uh, like RL, like Milet, I think was the name or something. Okay. It was like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a, like a company team kind of thing. It was the company, but the last name was the name of this kid and the coach. So the coach sponsored a team because his son was like a really, really good baseball player. He was actually pretty good, but he was the only. He was like, he's an only child. And I think he was used to getting his way or whatever. So anyway, yeah. we're in the, we're in the, we're in the championship game. And uh, my coach, Bill Scott, a great baseball mind. Great. I loved him. He was sure. one of the best little league coaches ever. Um, real calm would never yell or anything like that. Whenever, you know, he was shout always, out Kev Scott. Oh, huge shout out to Kev Scott. And the show. Yeah. yeah fan show. Fan show, show. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so we're playing this guy in the championship and this kid has like, in First at bat, home run. Second at bat, home run. Third at bat, another bomb. This kid's three for three, <laughs> three bombs. He's probably got like nine RBIs. Wow. So it's, it's bottom sixth inning, and uh, it's bases loaded, and I think they were down by like three. And our coach, Bill Sky, Smart. Decides Ugh. to call the intention, intentional walk. The place goes crazy. <laughs> are screaming the you know the, his dad who's a coach comes out to the umpire to try to like everybody's freaking like people are throwing hot dogs and stuff i just and bill scott's just standing there smiling yeah. <laughs> like, no, like i'm not pitching this kid i'm not letting this kid walk off on us i'm not letting i'm not ain't happening i'll walk in a run but i'm yeah. not I, I this kid's been hitting bombs all day it's, it's just it would be a ridiculous managerial move to pitch this <laughs> 
Yeah. It would be crazy. It would yeah. Be what crazy. do you think this is? Yeah. The T ball league? This is fucking little league. All right. We manage the game. Get out of here. Yeah. And the kid's already batted three times. You're done. I'm walking you. Get out of here. He's three balls. And the home runs, we're not like, we're not talking right field over the fence. Kids hitting the snack shit. It's not happening. (laughs) We had a notoriously short porch, too. So, I mean, yeah. So, so they, so they, they start intentionally, you know, walking this kid. This kid gets so upset, he starts crying like hysterically <laughs> in the box. He like can't handle it. So this kid yeah, was on pissed. like some fucking juice at that age. He's on stacker hor- too. Yeah, he was hormonally unstable. Yeah. You know, he, he probably had like a nine hundred dollar baseball bat, which makes the oh, story even funnier. Like he had the top it. of the line stuff. I think he had yeah. a pitching uh, a pitching machine in his backyard. He had like a batting cage. Wow. Yeah, they love so, baseball. Yeah. So anyway, so this kid, this kid's crying hysterically, and then. At like ball three, he decides he's gonna start swinging it. He's gonna try <laughs> yeah, to hit trying a home. To lead, reach he's out. Gonna, yeah. So he's crying hysterically. The, everybody's you know screaming. The coach is screaming. Bill Scott stays with it intensely. Walk. This kid starts stepping out of the box, swinging at it. Uh, and then with one pitch left, he got a piece of it. But I was playing first base, and he dribbled one down to first base. So I caught it, and then just to hot dog it a little bit, I slid into first base. <laughs> and, the game, and the place went. He's throwing his helmet. He's screaming. At people. <laughs> he won the championship because this kid refuses to take, you know, take his four pitches and get another Dude. RBI. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he was he legit like he was legit in his head thinking like I've hit three home runs today. I'm yeah. about to go up and hit a fourth and hit a walk off grand slam yeah. oh, in the yeah. championship. This is my fucking life. And Not then Bill Scott said, "No, you're in, you're getting intentionally walked." And then this yeah. kid swings at four, you know three pitches after <laughs> strikes. It was like it was amazing. It was amazing. Love it. I guess so the pi- the, the pitcher was life. legit. Like no, further over, get <laughs> yeah. over more. Yeah. I'm not going near this guy. I just but. remember like parents like standing up on the bleachers, like screaming obscenities at Bill Scott. Really? Let him, let him hit. Let him, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> was that just the opposing team's people? Like your team must have been like, no, good. Yeah, good Everybody job. Everybody on our squad was like, yeah. Especially yeah, when we yeah. started swinging at these things. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, like strike him out. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. He almost he, he like he dribbled one down to first. Like you can't get power with the you know it's eight feet yeah. outside Reach, the box. Get, yeah, you can't step over the plate. <laughs> He's not Kelly Leak. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So okay, let's keep it moving then. All right, but really, you did some baseball, but really, you excelled at two sports, and we'll start with. Well, we'll start with soccer first, right? So your soccer career always wasn't, you know, it wasn't the great, like it didn't start out like as your love, but you really kind of worked into it. So how did soccer come about? I guess, so I started playing like, you know, U6 soccer sure. um, for yeah. the 44 Pioneers, which is Love a fun, a fun yeah. name. Yeah. And we used to play our home field was called the Cabbage Patch, which is also fun <laughs> to say. So we'd go down to the Cabbage Patch, yeah. The forty-four um, pioneers at the cabbage, at cabbage patch, yeah. Love it. Um, and I just played U six, and I loved it. I was like, uh, I guess I was. Uh, I really like playing goalie. I always yeah, kind of like gravitated towards yeah. that. Um, we had uh, in my yard, uh, we had a garage, and we had this little yellow ball. And me and Burn used to just play a game where he would stand like probably like fifteen feet away and just throw this ball at the garage. And my job was to stop it. So it was always kind of like being a goalie anyway. Wow. So. I love playing that. And then when I started at like U6, I just started doing, you know, I really like keeper. I, uh, as a, 
shorter, pudgier gentleman was never too great in, in yeah. the field. <laughs> no, I, I mean, all three of us here were goalies. Am I correct? Yeah. Yes, I was a goalie as well. I wasn't. No, I'm not running 20 right. miles as a six year old. Fucking go fuck yourself. I was a damn good goalie. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that for, you know, um, U6 all the way up to like U12 and all that stuff like that. So I played um for 44 for as long as i could and then i started getting pretty decent so then i started playing for um a travel team uh northeast attack which is another Oof, fun name great dude we had i mean when Pulaski was on he was on the back mountain blues was his Ooh. soccer team which i was like that's yeah. a good fucking name yeah but you're the northeast attack yeah northeast Even attack better. it was like a, a great white shark eating a soccer ball so that, Love was, that it. was fun Love and it. We had we had cool patches. The main thing was you'd go play these tournaments, and then yeah. when you were done, you'd exchange patches. Yeah, so we had a pretty good one. Um, yeah. So yeah, I did that for a long time. I love that. And then after after a few years, I wanted to try football. So like in seventh or eighth grade, I I, I jumped to football. But I played yeah. soccer all the way up till then. And then uh, when football didn't quite pan out, I went back to soccer in high school, and that's yeah. when I I got pretty pretty good what what we'll go to give us your football what happened there it was it was short-lived right football yeah football was like you know i had some friends on the street my parents knew some people who played you know their kids played football and it was always like they were telling me i could play later like i had to play soccer because they didn't want me to get hurt or whatever yeah. and then when i i got older i could go football sure so i and listen i loved pickup football i had good oh. hands <sighs> Never a good arm, but I, yeah. I, like, I had good hands and we would play like tackle and flag and stuff yeah. like that. And I loved it. Yeah. And then in, uh, in seventh grade, dude, seventh backyard grade, tackle it. football. Is right? there anything fucking better? Right. Right. Like you and your buddies. It's, yeah. it's literally the greatest thing of all time. The greatest thing. And then it's probably like you, same thing. So I, I signed up. We for tackle football, but had played backyard football my whole life, loved it. And I missed the first week of practice where I guess they go light. And uh, because I was on vacation, and then I showed up and I was like, Oh, this is completely different. Yeah, uh, they're like, This is war, and not they a, want you to become yeah. an animal. Yeah. And not yeah. everybody's going out for passes each play. Like, I have to stand here and fight a guy with my hands. Yeah. We like, don't giggle while we tackle each other yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah. We don't, ha, ha, it's fun. You know, don't yeah. wear my shirt. <laughs> yeah. They're like, No, I play with Tommy's older brother and he's going to hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So Mike, sorry, we interrupted you. So oh, you you go to what? Eighth grade. You're doing it. You're jumping on. Or what's so, yeah, going so on? we go to eighth grade and uh, the, I, I settled into like a, a, you know, tackle offensive line stuff. Or hey. tackle or we were like all that. goalies and we yeah. were all offensive <laughs> linemen. I love it. I didn't, I didn't play offensive line. Oh, I thought you said you did. <laughs> no. I played play? uh, I, I played DN tight end. I got to play wide receiver a little bit. Remind me the tight end. Where does he line up? No, I, I mean I guess it's technically an offensive <laughs> line. But... The go the I wasn't, go I wasn't a very good pass blocker. No. So okay. So sorry. So eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. Who no, if we were all good, we would have right. done it. But okay. I, I definitely like defense more. And like oh, when same. we would do like the second team stuff, they would let me do a little linebacker. And I love like yeah. I, I I had so much fun for that. But like the whole thing was like I just didn't have the speed at all at all to do anything. So I was never like too big to really kill it on the line, but I was never fast enough to get get off the line. So that's kind of where I uh, I settled. So in eighth grade, me and my buddy, 
uh, dress. We were captains of the team. You know, we lost every single game. Not even, not even close. We were getting killed. Um, our team was terrible. Our, uh, our principal at the time used to say special prayers for the football team at church. If that gives you any idea about how that, you guys were just getting was. waffled that bad. <laughs> yeah, we were like, we could barely feel the team. So like, I think we had, I mean, Jeff was on the show and said that he, there was a rumor yeah. that yeah. he was going to play and they made him a jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, when you say Jeff, you mean Pulaski. My, my younger brother Pulaski. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he, but yeah, he had said that he was going, he was going to go out for kicker. That was his whole thing. And then his buddy on the team told him that he was now going to be a D back. And he's like, well, no, I'm not. I'm the kicker or nothing. (laughs) And I quit. (laughs) Great to see you. You're uh, our ex receiver and you're a, a, yeah. And he's like, no, I'm kicking the ball. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, okay. So then, so, so okay. I was like, so we, we, you know, we're playing and, uh, you know, so yeah. So in ninth grade, we decided in varsity that, uh, I didn't want to do it anymore. So yeah. I, we, we told, told the parents how to make a few phone calls to coaches. My parents did, made me call myself. <laughs> how did that, how did that go? You know what? I honestly don't think they thought I was going to do it. I think they thought I was going to be scared about it. And I was like, nah, give, give me my coach. His name was uh, like Yankovic, but we called him coach Yank, which is <laughs> an interesting name. But when you think about did it, did he ever say, are you yanking me? That would be no, but fucking he, best. Yanking my chain. Are you fucking yanking me? You're quitting the team. Team pod, you see? If only he did. That would that would have been uh, you would have been like, you know what? I was, but that was pretty yeah. fucking great. I'm staying. <laughs> so I just like I honestly think my mom did not think I was gonna do it. So wait, your mom, you you wanted to quit the team, but in order to quit the team, your parents made you call the coach and tell yes. him, and yeah. the coach was Yank. So yeah. you're calling Yank. What how, how, Yank. how the hell does calling Yankee go? <laughs> not great. Not uh, you would think that an, an adult man would be a little uh a little not just kinder but also like he freaked out i was hilarious it's, it's not like you guys have a full 55 man roster like right. so he like needs you and you're like god damn it yeah like, he's like podcasty you're my 10th best player out of 11 kids right yeah like, let's go <laughs> He starts telling me he's like, I have huge plans for you next year, all this stuff like this. He starts like promising me like all these positions. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, I, I'm out. And then he, uh, yeah, he freaked out. And then I immediately called my buddy who was the captain on the, the junior high team. Cause we had a quit policy. So I called him. I was like, trust, I quit. And then he called him immediately because he hated it too. Yeah. So we both quit <laughs> like 15 minutes on a Saturday. And apparently, you know, his, his conversation went just as bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I was told by like an adult that like this is the worst thing you could ever do. Like, how dare you abandon not even the team, like him personally? <laughs> like, oh how could you do God. this to me and all this stuff like that? So, so yeah, I got I got out of there. It was the right move. I was not good. Smart. It wasn't yeah. that fun. So then, okay. So then, let's get back to soccer. Then, so you said f off to football, and then when or when did you get back into soccer, aka European football? <laughs> So I'm, I quit, like, I think it was uh, sophomore year. And then okay. in the beginning of ju- junior year, I'm going, my younger brother Polotsky's playing for the soccer team. And I go to a game. It's like one of their first games of the season. And uh, one of my buddies, he's their goalie. 
Um, this kid is big into basketball. I play with him on the basketball team. He's just doing this kind of for fun. He, like he was getting some kind of talk about maybe getting a scholarship for basketball, which he eventually did. So he was just doing goalie, just kind of stay in shape and just kind of mess around with it. Like he liked it, but he, you know, his heart he was, was in basketball. Yeah. And he was, he was a good athlete. Um, and so I'm at this game and I'm kind of feeling like, I'm like, Oh man, I kind of miss playing soccer. Like, you know, this looks fun and stuff. And I'm sitting up in the bleachers and stuff. And this kid during that game gets injured. Um, oh, like 50-50 ball, he's running out, slides down, like takes a cleat or whatever, and he gets out. So he's he's out. So wow. thank God it wasn't like a, a bad enough injury that yeah. hurt his basketball career. Okay, okay. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah. But it kind of like turned the light on for him and his like, I think his family were like, listen, if you're just doing this for fun, like you could still get hurt. So like maybe right. we should just yeah. concentrate on Maybe on go hoops. monkey off somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Play in a fall basketball league. Right. You fuck so all. this kid's like not <laughs> – <laughs> so sorry yeah no, that, was, that was great <laughs> so this kid um he's so he's like yeah i'm gonna be done for the year now the drama comes in the backup goalie this kid didn't like being sat for this other kid he decides to quit he just quits now it's his chance is, to all the quit so what He's yeah. got the, now is his time. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, oh, I'll show you. I won't play at all. Exactly. He felt slighted. So he just quit the, the next day or like after that game, he quit or something. No, he couldn't amazing. handle the pressure. That's what right. it was. Yeah. yeah. So then, and then what? Uh, my, so then my younger brother, Pulaski, told his coach, like, hey, my older brother used to be a goalie. Like, I could ask him if he wants to play. But then after that game, I was like feeling like I wanted to go do it anyway. So it kind of like I was like nostalgic for it. So then the next day I walked into you know school and he was also our gym teacher, the soccer coach. And he just like in first period was like, Hey, do you want to play goalie? Like, all right. And he was like, it was like Monday. He's like, All right, we have a game too. Oh yeah. All it's right. Like, you're on the team and you start tomorrow. So see you at practice. Yeah. So yeah. we played like the best team in the league, and they like I remember them scoring like nine goals on me, and I know for a fact, like in my head, I was like, I know seven of those were like just me being terrible. Like, yeah. I, like in, in my heyday, I could have stopped them. So yeah, the rest of junior it, year was fun, and then senior year, I took it real seriously. And uh, we actually we won uh, the district championship, and then we went the farthest in state in school history. In school history, yeah. Oh, so yeah. even further farthest. than your older brother that didn't decide to show for the forty four roundtable or this episode, <laughs> you went the- further than he did. The and very same brother. Yes, I went wow. farther than him. Me and Jeff went farther than him. Wow. I mean, hey, commitment, right, guys? We had this awesome, great, like, we, our whole strategy was to not score goals. It's like we just packed in defense. But our four defenders were all seniors, and then I was a keeper. And like, we did not sure mess are. around, dude. Like, we didn't mess around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. you and you so you guys were like fuck you you're not getting you're not getting past us what did you lose the game uh you know the states game by? the states game we got we got smoked i yeah. think we Defense lost kind of blow up a little bit huh we lost we lost like seven one but Ooh. the nice thing was the the other coach in the you know in the interview with the paper was like he said something really like complimentary about me he was like he's like i could see why that kid was like an all-state goalie uh, it could have been like 14-1 or something like that so he gave me props even though they smoked us wow <laughs> wait so you were an all-state goalie That's good. uh yeah wow yeah. what the fuck you didn't mention I that set, in the pre-show I, I set some district playoff for uh record for a shutout time but Hell yeah, yeah. 
amazing defense. I'm talking our our yeah. back four were like, you know, yeah. I saw a good amount of shots, but like they were a lot of them were never anything dangerous just because like our the best player on our team was our sweeper and he was phenomenal. Like yeah. he was great. So, yeah, yeah. You know, nice. I was I was pretty good, but we had a great defense and no one tried to score. <laughs> like <laughs> we just wanted to win like one nothing. Yeah. We're like that, uh, we were like that squad in like the Euros where you're like, this team doesn't score at all. Yeah. Like they're playing for a zero zero draw. That's uh, yeah. that's uh, 90% of the time that is Albania. That is their team. Yeah. It's like the they German are, leagues up there. They are they're all like that defense, defense yeah. crazy. Yeah. 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 They're like, you don't get the ball past us. No, no, no. So there is okay. no fun. No. There is only defense. <laughs> it's always winter. <laughs> the defense yeah so okay so then let's get to the cream of the crop while we're here let's talk a little basketball all right so hold on let's get back to some other stuff though so you're in school listen to this listen to this Jalen derb mike get your pole out because it's about to get smoked listen (laughs) to this all right our boy here the middle brother of the three Pockies brothers. I'm a middle brother myself. Shout out middle brothers all around the world. Justin, the middle. Yeah, technically. In a wild ass way, but I'm yeah. technically a middle. I have oh. three older and three younger. So, yeah, no, you're 100% a middle. So, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, you're directly a middle. So, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, uh, Justin, before uh, we get class. to that, before we get to that. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, it's time for our new favorite segment. It's the J-Dub Ask Some Fucking Questions randomly in the middle of the show segment. And I fucking love it. So, Mike, before we get back to smoking some pole, we're going to talk where <laughs> J-Dub is going to ask you some questions and you're going to answer them. So, Sounds good. J-Dub, take it away. I have a I have a few here. Uh, do you remember all the lyrics to the Pledge of Allegiance? Yeah, probably not. No, <laughs> I you want to give it a shot for us? Sure. I okay. pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which and to the Republic for which it stands. <laughs> uh, One nation under God, under God indivisible, indivisible, with liberty, liberty and, and justice, justice for all. For everybody, for all of us. For yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. So you did not know it. So I did not did you, know. Uh, no. did, I got did, to- Matt. Did you used to end yours with the amen? Well, you went to Catholic school. Did yeah. you used to end yours with the amen? Oh, uh, you went. To, you both went to Catholic school. I yeah. went to public school, and there okay. was like the the two or three kids in class who would end theirs with an amen, and people mm-hmm. were going like, "That's that's not in this. It's not in there." They used to make. Yeah. I, I do you remember morning prayers and like we would have to do in the morning, right? This is how like it seems kind of cultish now that you look back on it. But morning and afternoon before, like when we would get in, they do the announcements and the principal would come on. Everyone would stand up. We would say the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. Mike, can't believe you fucking remember that. And then we would say uh, Hail Mary and in our father. Right. And then we would leave. Right. And before we left, we would say another Hail Mary and our father. Yeah. I don't know if we did the double Hail Mary, but we did. Yeah. Pledge allegiance and then definitely a Hail Mary, definitely an our father. And then I think we would sit and they would do the morning announcement. Yeah. And then they did you have to before lunch, you would have to say a prayer too. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. A lot of praying. A lot, lot of fucking praying there, baby. <laughs> a lot so, of saying hi. Just stopping yeah. in, saying what up. Yeah. All right, oh, okay. Uh, Next question. If you could be an all-star in any of one of the four major sports. So uh, hockey, basketball, baseball, football. What position and uh, what team would you be on? And what, okay, what sport, what position, what team, and what, if you could be an all-star? You'd be an all-star. You'd be great at it. Yeah. I would be uh, like a three or four in basketball. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. It's like a stretch yeah. four or uh, like a short three. You would take like any team that drafted you or do you want to play for someone? I mean, I'm specific? wearing the Celtics jersey. So I would, I mean, a, I would be a Boston Celtics. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What era again. though? If you could pick yeah. any era as well. Wow. Wow. What era? You going with Billy Russell? You going with Bird? You You're playing not starting with Bird? Over Bird. Oh, you playing no, with Bird? I'm not, I'm not starting over Bird, but I'm imagining I'm really good if I'm an all star. I think I would do, I would go. The bird era for sure. Yeah, then you yeah. got, you bird, got McHale. Yeah. 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 They fought the Pistons every year. Oh, so Beer and and, yeah. and Dr. J. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Round down to rebound. Yeah, the, I would I would do that era. Did, uh, speaking of, have you been watching Winning Time, the the story of the LA Lakers? I, I watched a little of the first one, but I'm dying to get I'm gonna let oh, you so, so you I haven't even seen into. Larry Bird yet. No, no. Larry Bird ends up on the no. show. And it's fucking I would love if they do like because the way that they went, it was like, you know, Magic wins it his rookie year. Then Bird, I think, wins it hit their second year. Right. And then Mm -hmm. I think the Sixers win it the third year. Right. And then I forget who wins it the fourth year, but they didn't or maybe they met in their fourth year. Right. The Lakers or the Sixers are in the finals every year from 1979 until 1989. That's yeah. Wild. If they're not playing each other, one of them are in the finals. So, OK, year. but they, but they the first time I think they meet was 84. Right. Like when when the Lakers play like when Magic yeah, when played Lakers, Bird, Magic played Bird, I think the first time was 84 because oh. I think the I forget who I forget whatever. So either way after the Sixers. Yeah. Yeah, Ma- Magic and Bird played in the national championship Ex- in college. Yes, yep. the yeah. most dude still to this day the number one televised game, a m- most viewed televised basketball game, not college, not pro game of all time. That's is amazing. Bird Magic national championship? Michigan most- State versus Indiana State. Yeah, dude, that's how captivated everyone was by you know the dude. Bird. But either way. Um, yeah, no, fucking, uh, God, what was he going to say? But no, they played in 84. So for winning time, I would love this is that this season they're like, they're following, uh, like magic Johnson's come up. Right. So I would love it. If next season, next season, they did birds birds. and then the third season, wha-bam, wha-bam. Right. Well, actually, technically, be the like the third season. Both of them don't make it, and they lose to the Sixers. But then the fourth season, what, what, bam? Yeah, they gotta do. Uh, there's so many cool teams they could do too. Like if they did Broad oh, Street Bullies back to Oh my god! If they did like the that Mariners team with Ken A Rod, big unit, big uh, unit, Randy Johnson, yeah, big unit. Dude, Big um, Unit probably got so much whiskey tango poon, it was ridiculous. 
Dude, he must have just ran the trailer park. Like, are we kidding me? Mustache rides for days. Oh, for days. Baby, at, baby. At, at, at 101 miles per hour. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they call him the unit, yo. The mustache and mullet. <laughs> so, okay. So if you have to uh if you had to fight one of the golden girls, which one would you pick? Ooh, ooh, I don't know. Blanche is pretty crafty. She's got Dorothy, Blanche, we'll, we'll Rose. Just, yeah, we'll just say Mike would never hit a woman, but in this case, this woman <laughs> yeah. has this woman has a two foot this woman has a two foot machete, and she's coming after him. So he that's has fun. he has every yeah. right to hit her. That's you right. know that's the rules. So no, it's a sanctioned event. Yeah, in an octagon. Wow, no yeah, rules just, though. It's just in an octagon. Like yeah, you can bite. I, I, think, gotta, yeah. I think it's got to go. I think it would have to go Dorothy. I think mm, it would have yeah. to be Dorothy. You go be Arth. She's got the reach. Yeah, I think it's it would fair, be. It's tough, almost a fair fight. But she's she probably got me in height. So if I you know if I could stay low because you know eat the I body. I, yeah, I think I could. I think I could hack the tree down, and then I think I could take her. Yeah, I think excellent choice. Like, excellent choice. Excellent choice. F. Mary Kill, uh, Patty Mayonnaise, Lois Griffin, Marge Simpson. Wow. Wow. You are watching a weird type of porn these days, Justin. <laughs> wow. I have a whole list of cartoon females. I didn't know which three to pick. I also had uh, like Luann from King of the Hill. I had Amy Wong from Futurama. No, nope, nope. Patty Mayonnaise. Well, right. let's just say this. Uh, in the show, Patty Mayonnaise is like 13. So we'll say it's yeah. an adult Patty Mayonnaise. Right. <laughs> I was going to throw in Linda Belcher, but I didn't know if you watch Bob's Bones. Actually, let's get rid of, let's get rid of Patty right, so Mayonnaise. We're going to do... Pick uh, an we're adult. Gonna do, we're going to do uh, Linda Belcher, okay. Lois yeah. Griffin, okay. or Marge Simpson. F, okay. Mary, and Kill. So they're all three moms, right? Yep. Okay. Hmm. Oh my God, this is so. I don't want to it's kill tough. any of them. I don't want to kill any of them. Sure. But uh, I mean, which one do you want to F and which one do you want to marry? I mean, I'll tell you this for me, I'm marrying Lois, right? Okay. She's going to put up with your shit for she sure. She puts up with a and her, lot. And her father is very rich. Yeah. Oh, the rich. That's a good. Lois is a good lockdown. She's a good Mary. She's she got a, a wagon. No, oh, she got that wagon. And she <laughs> likes to get down. She likes to get down. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm going a different way. I gotta go a different way here. Dude, yeah, I, yeah, I just I want to be married to Linda Belcher so, <laughs> so badly. I, I like add everybody. I, I want to be married to Lynn immediately. I like, am. I don't call her Lynn. Um, I'd let you let her sing her songs all the time. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. And then out of respect for just the the you know the catalog, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna f Marge Simpson. Hell yeah. You have yeah. to, you, you've seen Marge with her hair down. That's, you know. Listen, Without I have that crazy to. hairstyle. Wow. Oh, I, I wow. Like she, she would be all right with my body type. With, yeah. you know, I mean, so was Lois. So was Lois. So was Lois, too. I know. I know. But Marge but, knows how to hey, handle that kind of engine. What can I say? I love uh, when a girl puts her hair up. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> Shout out. And then, un- un- unfortunately... <laughs> I would, I'd have to by process Lois. of elimination. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. We'll see you later. See you later, I, Lois. I would feel really, really. So really you're married. You're marrying Lynn. Yeah, hundred percent. You're 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 taking down Marge. You're yeah. taking it down. Yeah. The giant. Yeah. You're telling yeah. her to put her head down. Right. Then you're taking it down. Um, yes. And then you're ex naying Lois. See you later, Kaputsky. Yeah, she's out. She's out on. She's got to go. I mean, I like. I mean, you know, right. you know what? I respect your choices. I would. Would you? Uh, would you rather shit in Johnny Depp's bed or 
Would you rather who topical? Would you rather have Amber Heard shit in your bed? Ooh. I think I don't know. I think it would be funnier if I was the pooper. So I think I'd poop in Johnny Depp's bed. Did you ever? Hear Does he this? have to be there, or is no. it just like I sneak in? Yeah, poop in his pillow. You, you can do it like you, you know what? You can do it like your favorite movie, Godfather Part One. And instead of a horse head, <laughs> it's shit. Yeah, I, I would go. definitely. Yeah, I think it would be funnier. Yeah, what if and dude, then I don't have to clean it or anything? Then I'm out, it's not my yeah. stuff. Yeah. So then, yeah, that's fair. What, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great. What the hell is going on in this world? But yeah, <laughs> we had this one place uh, where we lived. Um, there was this like crime, like investigate crime syndrome going on about like what is going on. There was this guy they, they called the, the piss bottle bandit. In East Falls, people were like investigating this every of now course. and again. In somebody, East Falls. somebody would just like pee in an empty bottle and chuck it into miscellaneous backyards. But we lived on this hill, so like the one morning, my wife goes out to let the dog out, and like a pee bottle like landed in our backyard. <laughs> but she saw like the trajectory, so yeah. she was like trying to figure it out. And then you know, we would come home and there'd be like handwritten signs like. Who's ever peeing in bottles and throwing them in the backyard? Like the police now know about you. And it went on for like years. Like nobody caught this person. But every now and again, you like hear like they struck again. The piss bottle (laughs) man that strikes again. Dude, I remember that house in East Falls. We watched the uh, Game of Thrones finale there. Yes, we did. Yeah. 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 Dude. So the legit the piss bottle bandit is just a bunch of kids being idiots in east falls 100 but there's definitely yeah. like there's like gotta be a, one guy that does like a, it an oral history so i think it's being like passed down by these college wow. kids. Just, your father, was a, your father was a piss bottle bandit and his father was a piss bottle bandit and you're a piss bottle bandit yeah, exactly, it's family's yeah. legacy exactly. it'd be crazy if it was a girl also right <laughs> they test it, it. whoever yeah, you are you're pregnant it yeah, could be yeah. it could be your wife for all you know. Listen, you know? You know she, she was There's, out there alone when the bottle fell. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't see it. yeah whoever it is, they're cover. also going through menopause. Maybe so. it's just a gift for probation officers, people who need clean urine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yes, yeah. I need it. Somebody's you. outside, they're like, I can't believe I my PO's coming today and I need a drug test. And it just like falls in their backyard. <laughs> Dude, that, yeah. <laughs> nice okay all right i have uh i have a quick a quick few i have uh if you had to play for your soul a game against death who is Ooh. of average ability what okay. game do you feel confident is this a, is this a board game slash video game whatever you want you could pick oh sport uh, or anything video, as long as there is a, a definitive winner you could go from rock paper scissors shoot to blackjack to nba yeah. jam tournament edition on sega i don't know how i did this but like from first grade to like fifth grade i think i was pretty much undefeated in paper football i don't know how i wow. did it i just i just got wow. it i just understood it and so i would go got to, the I'd touch go to paper football yeah I are had you it. allowed to pick the table do you have a table in mind or any it table have, it would have to be like my third grade death yeah yeah. That, yeah that nice yeah. slide yeah. on there yeah. you know the yeah. did you did you yeah. have a desk too i remember this the desk at our high school the chairs were the best chairs for cracking your back in the history of the world. I still really? miss it sometimes. You would grab because it was like it was the desk and chair combo. Combo, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you would grab the front, right? Yeah. And you would like go up a little and then you push back and it's just like crack, 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 crack. Oh my God. Ugh. 
even thinking about it now. Um, okay. So, All right, last one. Let's go. Of topical nature as well. If you could purchase a social media platform, which Ooh. one would you purchase? Ooh. Um, and what I would guess. you do with it after you purchased it? So what I would do is I would, I would buy Twitter mm-hmm. and I would as make well. it that that you could only write three letters. Or no, actually, yeah. everything had to be a haiku. <laughs> haikus seven, only. Five, that's seven. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all you get. <laughs> Justin, you knew a haiku off the top of your head? Oh, I've I've written many a silly haiku. I think I have a book of them somewhere on the shelf over here. Yeah. No, and wow. also, if you played Ghost of Tsushima, they make you write a bunch of haikus. Ooh, so I have to play that. Shout out Ghost of Tsushima. Um, is it only available for ps3 or is it available on xbox playstation only and it's pure fire man got that platinum holla at your boy yeah that's the one (laughs) i never yeah i mean iphones and playstation 3 that's where i uh differ with a lot of i'm an xbox guy and a samsung guy so go fuck your mother um i am as well lavelle hey all right samsung microsoft yeah yeah Yeah. I will say though, I love PlayStation, but I am I'm legitly loyal to Nintendo. I have a, you do. a Triforce tattoo on my body. Hell yeah. So I am a, I'm a Nintendo man all the way. Dude, Nintendo's not bad. I recently had to play Nintendo uh because I won a Mario Kart double dash match for the show. Um, you know, I, I was won so outright. mad I couldn't go to that. I was yeah. so mad. I had to work on the weekends. I'm so mad. I was really mad that I never figured out or I, you know, I didn't like we had the ability to live stream it on youtube and i didn't do it and i should have and i'm mad about it to this day because i haven't aired it right and um but it doesn't matter because you know uh everyone knows who won and history is written by the victors and i'm the fucking victor so you know but yeah i don't know man maybe one day we'll get out there but i'm not you know i'm not in a hurry everyone knows i won the rights to the show and it's my show and he can go shove off but yeah no when when training i was like dude nintendo nintendo can do the thing you know nintendo fucking gets it they fucking get it all right so they do man justin uh was that all the questions that's it wow well that was a fantastic amazing j-dub's question segment again uh if any of you want to provide some questions for j-dub to ask in the j-dub's question segment you can send it to us on the twitter at working p pod or on instagram at working perspectives podcast or you can hit us up at our facebook page at the working perspectives podcast so yeah i have to post on all those every day yeah boy. every day i did it twice today think yeah. dude let me tell you this i'll fucking talk about this even though no one wants to hear it on tic- <laughs> you post on your tiktok feed and your tiktok stories Right. Then I have it set up that every time I post on my TikTok feed, I also that automatically goes to my Snapchat feed. Right. Then from there, I go to Instagram. I post on Instagram Reel and I post on Instagram Story because the Instagram Reel automatically goes to my Instagram post. Right. Then I go to Facebook. I post on my Facebook feed. Right. Then I get the show. The show has a page. I post on the show's page. Right. Then I go to Twitter and I post on Twitter. Right. And then I go to YouTube and I do a YouTube short nine. That's one. One post gets sent nine places. Right. And I did that three times today. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. uh, I'm just the talent. I just show up and just look pretty. 
Well, you do a great job of that, babe. You do do a great job, j Probably the best great. job. So, all right, let's get back to smoking some poles. So, our boy Machayim here, <laughs> right? All-state goalie. State champion basketball. Homecoming king. And class president. Did you, guy. were you the prom king as well, Mike? I was. Stop the <laughs> You devil, you. <laughs> I, I had a pretty uh, a pretty fun senior year. Oh my god! Oh my god! Nice cupped hand. Good, it good was turn. my my sash was nice, a good sash placement, and everything like that. Oh, yeah. Were you dating either yeah. the prom queen or the homecoming queen? No, no the um, the homecoming queen. I was not dating. I was so the the funny thing about this though, like when we were talking about my um how big my class was i mean i did all this stuff but i graduated with like 62 people my senior year (laughs) and like we knew everybody so the homecoming queen and me went to kindergarten through 12 together so like (laughs) it was kind of you know it's not like this like huge thing and like for president (laughs) for class president i actually stepped into the role because the act i was vice president but the president left the school and scanned (laughs) Let's talk about it. What was this scandal? It was uh, covered on House of Cards episode. (laughs) The alleged scandal was that her mother was caught stealing from the church money. So she, yeah, so she had to leave. And then uh, (laughs) as as vice president, I, you know, they had to get somebody in the room. What's going on? next in line wow yeah. Yeah. so I, I took i took the position over in scandal unlike so legit uh, a richard nixon scenario unlike the former goalie as the backup you were ready and willing and yeah. i was ready i stepped right in i stepped into the row yes yeah i like Love that it. you didn't fold under the pressure i like it Love it. okay so okay homecoming king prom king President of the class, all state goalie. Were you all yeah. state in basketball also? Uh, no, I, I got on the all star squad. All star in basketball. Well, I was all star, yeah, team. district all star. So uh, let's talk about it. Um, I would have to say uh, it's probably Burns number one as well, but basketball was your guys' jam. And I guess out of all the sports yes. at your high school, basketball was the biggest, right? Would you say? Like, without uh, a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. So, Talk to me about yeah, it. The, the whole, the weird it. thing is the Wyoming Valley, man, the whole place shows up for basketball. Yeah. Like, that play, it, it loves basketball. Like uh, the other day, uh, you know, Nick Gill's the athletic department uh, director. Uh, and he showed us a video where the scoreboard like went nuts and he had to go turn it off really quick. So the, the announcers were like, oh, you know, great job by athletic director Nick Gill. And my wife was just like, is that? televised i was like yeah i was like they like the valley man Wyoming valley they love their high school basketball so it was a lot of fun to play that dude like yeah. we had these rivalries and we were a small catholic school but we still played all the big state schools and stuff so when we won states we won in district uh like division a like single a so we were like yeah. a small school like i said we gra- i graduated with like 60 70 kids yeah so we would play small teams in districts and state but in the conference we were playing these quad a triple a schools and stuff like that. And we got to the point like my senior year that we were handling them pretty well, but like it was great competition. And uh, the, that whole, the whole Valley loves college. Like they love high school basketball. So yeah. it, it was always like a, a huge 
like they would sell out gyms and it would be nuts, like both sides and stuff like that. So it was a lot of fun to play in as, you know, as a high school basketball player. Yeah. What in, uh, didn't you play who is the Syracuse dude magic shoes yeah so we got to play uh Jerry McNamara remember uh, him that sounds familiar he played at Syracuse with Mello and then yeah. after Mello left he made a run with his magic shoes <laughs> I think he's like he's like an assistant now with Bayheim. so I think he's like next in line to take over whenever nice. Bayheim steps down well, but yeah we played him his senior year in uh like the second round of states and like everybody was all jacked to guard this guy. He went to Dude. Bishop Hannon. So everybody like knew that he was going to Syracuse and everybody was like, oh, we're holding this guy down. And to our coach's credit, he, we, we hung with them. And then in like the fourth quarter with like six minutes left, they just ran a play where he would dribble the ball down and they would set two high screens at the three point line on e- either wing. And he would just pick his poison. And I think he like went off for like 16 straight, but it was just like, <laughs> like, like you know, we were and the seniors that they were like, he's not scoring on us or he's not doing this or that. And then like, like, I remember like watching on the bench being like, oh, that's why he's going to like, like bang a three and then go left and dunk and then bang another three and then dunk again and then pull it. Like it was just like with six minutes left, they were like, oh, dude, he could he could throw he could throw at like i don't know if he did it a lot in college but in high school he was he was posterizing people yeah what yeah oh yeah i didn't know that yeah Yeah, good for whitey so then we we play him and then his next year he goes to syracuse and him uh, and carmelo win a national title yeah yeah yeah. so okay so then also i want to talk about basketball because there was a major shift when it when it came down to it like initially when you had there was a little politicking going on in the on the b-ball squad but then that all changed when what was the name of the coach so we get this new coach um like when burn was there burn had four different head coaches in four years in basketball Fuck that. so when all of a sudden, my sophomore year we get this new coach his name's mark Belinsky. he coaches at dallas now um and he comes in, he's not like a teacher at the school. He didn't have any kids. So there was like, you know, it wasn't like his son or anything or daughter went to school or anything like that. And this guy comes in and just no politics is just like, listen, we're going to have cuts. So like it was the first tryout we ever had to, because, you know, then some parents are freaking out. How could you cut people at a Catholic school? Like it's not, <laughs> it's not Christian and stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Bal- Balinski comes in and changes the entire culture. So we have cuts. So some people got cut who thought they were going to be on. And then he starts this fresh uh, point guard and the senior point guard who thought he was up next freaks out. Like, parents are going into the principal Uh they're going to the athletic director that you know so these two seniors we had are like we're you know they're like we're gonna quit if you don't start our buddy so our coach is like well then leave like i i don't care like it was so cool to see like no politics or anything and then like three years later we win a a state championship and then the year after that they backed it up oh back-to-back state championships yeah yeah, I was on my senior year, we won one. And then when I left the next year, they went again. But the funny thing is that that freshman point guard that parents were like picketing yeah. over, full ride to Townsend. Oh, like, my God. You know, he's the best scholarship probably ever out of that school, really. Yeah. And then like yeah, he gets a full ride to Townsend. He's playing Division One ball. And like, so like clearly my coach knew what was going on. But yeah, yeah. He, he had a great mentality. We played good ball. He taught us a lot about how the game, like fundamentals and stuff like that. So it gave me like a deeper appreciation. So now when I watch basketball, like I could understand it actually yeah. a little bit better. 
You guys do you have a, I've watched basketball with you. You do have a high IQ of basketball. I will say that. Okay. And all right. Um, let's keep it going then. Now I want to get started with some job stuff. So I think Pulaski did this. I don't know if Byrne did, but you were, you were like custodians at the elementary school for a little while. Right. And that was we like were, your summer yes. job because like your mom kind of had a thing going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like a secretary at the school so she could hook it up. So yeah. Yeah. We, we got some jobs um, and it was, I'll tell you what, it's not, I don't recommend working with your, uh, your mom. No. <laughs> Cause then if you're not good at your job, you get grounded on your personal time. So there were many weekends where I was grounded for real, you know, work related activities. <laughs> yeah. I worked with my mom at an Italian restaurant called Casa Demici. Right. Okay. And she was like, her whole thing as like a waitress, she was a waitress and I was a bus boy. I also like did dishwashing and stuff too, but her whole thing was she was trying to put on like a performance for her customers. So she'd be like, Matt, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to tell them that there's this dish called Rotolo de Mare that they have to try. Right. And I'm going to say, Matt, what's your favorite? And you're going to say that. Right. And I was just like, yeah, whatever, mom. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> and then later she's at the table, like talking to the, the like hamming it up, like really selling with these people. Right. And she's like, you know, my son works here and this is his favorite dish. Matt, what's your favorite dish? And I was like, all right, calamari. And she's like, you fucking idiot. You have one line. <laughs> and I was like, ah, God damn it. But yeah. So no. Um, but yeah, we're talking about that's smart. She's like, she's like putting like a plant in the audience. Yes. Exactly. That's smart. That's yeah, smart. But like when it that. wasn't smart when yeah, it, didn't it, didn't, it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, she got a bunch of crickets on that one, baby. Um, <laughs> but either way, so then let's keep it going. So, all right. But then you left there, and this is a job that very intriguing. You were a crew captain of a highway cleanup crew for one year. So, yes. what does a crew captain of a highway cleanup crew do? And who do you do it for? What is going on here? You know what? I kind of, I wish I knew the specifics. I just, I got this job and I like applied for it. And they just basically were like, hey, here's a truck. Like, here's a van. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they're like, all right. And here's like four people you're going to pick up every day. Like, all right. <laughs> How old were you? I was like, you know, I was just driving. So not, oh you know, God. like I'm talking like, you know, to crew a captain at like 16 or 17 in the summer. It's not, are you, not, um, not responsible. How old are you these? picking up? Sorry. Yeah. Are you, are you picking up people who have to do community service? That's what I thought. I am. Yes, I am. I'm picking up younger people who have to do community service. Okay. How old are these morons? <laughs> I would say if, the funny thing is if I'm 17, they're like 15 and I'm supposed <laughs> to be like the boss of these people. <laughs> They're 15, all fresh out of juvie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, look, I, I was slashing dyes and they plugged me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they like didn't really like give us a set schedule or where to go. Like somebody just gave me like a whole map of Pennsylvania and was like, oh, just clean highways and roads. <laughs> and like they didn't tell us like for how long to do it really or like what really like. So I would just pick these kids up at like nine o'clock. We'd like go to McDonald's and then we'd like hang out in the parking lot for a while. And then I would just like find a road that I thought was dirty. And like we'd like park the car and like do it for like a half an hour. And then we'd drive around more and like go get lunch and then like that was kind of the day like there was uh, like no like you have to clean for this long or like it's this highway all day or whatever like that yeah. like, like whoever was running this thing was a pretty loose ship and i you know as a crew captain i wasn't 
I wasn't a taskmaster at all. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I remember when I had to do community service, uh, it was kind of like the same thing, except for they told you, like the other people, they're like, don't go on, or like, they're like, go on Tuesdays. You want to go on Tuesdays. And I was like, why? They're like, because that's the day Beth isn't there and you don't want to be in Beth's van. I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> apparently there's one lady in the Delaware County, you know, community service right. or whatever that apparently I think she had like someone close to her die in a drunk driving accident. So if you're doing community service or whatever, she is yelling she's, at you like in it. your face, like pick this up. You're going to get another day. You're fucked. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you don't yeah, work yeah, harder, yeah, yeah. you're getting another right. day. You know what I mean? Like, another, like, you know, and I was like, what is this? Right. The, you know, and so. these people are like, I, I didn't kill your partner. Like it wasn't me. I'm I didn't sorry. do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, fine, I'm going, you know, I got the yeah. times I went, I kind of got lucky because each guy was like you, where he was like, look, we're going to go to Chester. We're going to get there before everybody wakes up. Cause you don't want to be there when they wake up. Right. He's <laughs> right. like, as soon as if anyone yeah. wakes up, we are leaving. Right. So we go there. <laughs> it's just like, we go to like the projects or whatever in Chester and it's just trash. Right. And like, you know, we just pick up a bunch of trash and they're like, all right, let's go. And then we get back in, like we, you know, throw our stuff away, get back in the van. We go by this river, hang out there. And then we go get lunch. And then we go in this park and like, you know, this one dude that wouldn't shut up the whole fucking time is telling us about how he was in jail and all this stuff. And he, we just talked and everyone smoked cigarettes at this park and hung out. And it was, that well, was like, the day. Well, like, that was one, one of these day. Times, but, it's like, you know. You know, I'm the crew captain, and then like I'm not, I I can't make any decisions. And we're on this highway, and this one guy like rolls like this car comes like a screeching stop, and I look, and he's like, "Get in the car! Get in the car! There's a bear! There's a bear walking down the highway!" So I'm like yelling at these like twelve year olds like, "Get in the car!" Like, like you know, God forbid somebody gets eaten by a bear. We lost one today. It's probably like the only time we were like, actually like, you know, really clean. Like, <laughs> <you> know? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, for the rest of the week, like, you know, we're, we're keeping it local here. Like we yeah. can't be on these back roads here, you know, yeah. so, you know, somebody's going to go down, you know, <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if it's the same thing for you. If you get uh, where I was at, if you gave blood, they knocked off eight hours of your community service. So, Oh really? Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's nice to know. <laughs> yeah. Next time I did mine yeah. at zoo. Oh, what the Norristown zoo? Yeah. The Elmwood park zoo. Yeah. Where I they keep eagerly. <laughs> not eagerly, but the the eagle's eagle yeah and the eagle. temple oh, I, didn't know that. I nice. got uh i got pinched doing my community service i got uh i had to work so many hours at a church uh brunch okay it was yeah. like a part it was like a i got like a speeding ticket or something like that and i like fought it and i was able to like plead down to that so i would wake up on sundays and go but i didn't tell my parents i didn't tell my mom and on like one of my last days, she she went to church on Sunday and came in <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing here? Volunteering, working this like church brunch. Yeah, try to play it off like yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I just like really am into the church now. And she's yeah, like, we're we're going to talk when we get home. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, I smell the shit you're stepping in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're not, you. You're not just volunteering at a church breakfast at like you know nine o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So okay. So let's keep it moving then. Um, all right. So you did that, right? You had the whole thing with the bear. 
then you would head to Temple, right? Yes. Let's go, Al's. Hoot hoot. Hoot hoot um, to unit. Hoot hoot to unit. So, so you were down at Temple. Justin, you were down at Temple at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. I went to Temple. Yeah. I mean, I didn't attend any classes, but I like lived there for sure. a, a while. <laughs> yeah, sure. You eat cereal on the stoop outside the freshman dorm, the house's thing. Nice. Cereal on the stoop was one of my favorite events. Dude, Everyone did it. Out there. No, me, my buddies, the people who lived next door, and like everybody would be walking to school, and you'd sit out there, eat your cereal, and watch everybody walk to school. Yeah. And you'd say hi. You say hi to the ladies. You know, <laughs> your boy walks by. What's up, dog? You owe me. You owe me twenty five dollars from last night. Yeah. You eat your cocoa puffs. It's a, it's a, it's a fun thing. Yeah. Cereal outside's, you know, it's a party. Yeah, yeah, good, great people watching. I mean, just just take it in North Philadelphia Dude, North in the Broad. morning. Yeah, oh, oh such yeah. a collection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. baby, you get North every Broad. everybody. It's like this show. You get every flavor. Yeah. Dude, we I did a bike ride one time from my house in Mayfair to the art museum. Right, and round trip. It's I don't want to say because I'm gonna come off bragging, but I went through Hunting Park to get to and that dude i left at like 4 30 in the morning and went to like went through hunting park to get to the art museum i went all the way down broad from hunting park to fairmount right and i took spring garden all the way over right and then spring garden to the art museum and i'll tell you i tell you it was still dark out when i was going on north broad <laughs> and shit was weird fucking north broad <laughs> dude north broad at like 4 35 in the morning bro yeah yep it, i mean oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> then you drive by like you know the tentville or whatever by the fucking the north broad train stop i'm like jesus christ what the fuck's going on but yeah man uh yeah definitely some people watching definitely some characters definitely shouldn't have gone through hunting park at that time i'll tell you <laughs> that <laughs> no, note to self yeah yeah all right but let's keep it going so you were at college. <clears throat> Did you ever go to any sporting events while attending Temple U? Shout out. My, you my roommate, my roommate Nick Gill and I got the uh, Do, you, you, do know, you mean the big thrill, Nick Gill, the sword of the morning, fan of the show, former guest of the show? The very same. The very same. Justin, um, Justin, big fan the, of the sword uh, of the morning. Fan of the show. So yeah, Nick, the big thrill, Nick Gill and I got the package where you could go see every basketball game and we didn't miss one. We went to like every temple home basketball game for our career at temple. Um, it was awesome. However, our sophomore year, we lived by Oxford village. So we would go to the game. And then at halftime, we would run home, pregame more, and then run back into the Leah Core Center because we were like a block <laughs> away. It was awesome. <laughs> we would My, just like yeah. make friends with like the security guards. And then just like, Oof. yeah, it was like literally we lived caddy corner in the Leah Chorus. So that's what we would do. Yeah, my, my buddy lived in Oxford Village. That was the name of the place. I forgot about that. Wow. That is it. Yeah. It yeah small yeah. world. Did you ever we, uh, see any big games? We did. Yeah. We um, we stormed the court when they beat Tennessee one year, but we did in fact see uh, JJ Redick at Duke score like break the scoring record, and that was that was tough. That was I was tough. at that game. Where are you really, world, JJ? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Me and my buddy no. were there. Yeah. Yo, and here's the thing too: it's like T Unit is playing good D. I think he he didn't need many points to break it, and they started bailing him out. I think it was like sixteen yeah. points or thirteen points, something like that. It wasn't yeah. very many, and, and he, everyone had those face cutouts of JJ. That was tough to stomach. That was very tough to stomach. But um, 
He, uh, and then, but he, he wasn't close to it. He's got a show called The Old Man and the Three. It's a pretty good show. It's pretty good. I, yeah. I, I wasn't a big Duke fan, so we were rooting Same. against him pretty hard. Oh, but yeah. he, they gave it to him on some foul shots. But yeah. uh, I will say, I would be remiss to say, um, I was in attendance with Byrne and Jeff, who are diehard Villanova fans, and yeah. my father at the time, who was a diehard Villanova fan and me being the black sheep liking temple and uh we got to see a buzzer beater by juan fernandez we got to see temple hit a buzzer beater against villanova uh, and it was i'll never let burn and jeff live it down wow. yeah yeah they won they they, they just them talk and... about their three national titles yeah 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 right yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah well juan okay. yeah, not yeah, that yeah. night yeah not and that for- night Burn hated Fernandez's game, and Fernandez went off for like 42 or something. It was like the most infuriating <laughs> game that I've ever got to watch them watch. <laughs> it didn't, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, as long as you weren't at St. Joe's, though, would your dad have lost his shit if you went to St. Joe's? In our father's obituary, we decided to put a line that just said, the hawk is dead. Love it. <laughs> and the guy writing the obituary, I remember, got really weird. And he's like, we, we normally don't write Talk the word shit. dead. <laughs> we normally don't yeah. let a man's last name yeah. and talk shit on someone yeah. else but we'll make an yeah. exception well, yeah. i just put it in it's all right you would have yeah. liked it yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like i went was... to LaSalle, actually you're like well then definitely fuck off yeah right. yeah uh, no i mean we could agree in the big five but yeah. uh no no the hawk is i'll say yeah. it on the record i'm sorry for any listeners fans of the show it's been a long right. time i mean <laughs> not since delante i i mean yeah. well i've uh i i mean the world knows my feelings about Delonte West. I'm a massive fan of what he's accomplished. Yeah, in, it's a wild on, on and off the court, massive fan of what he's accomplished. And I've dedicated several things in his honor, and I've spoken okay. about them on the show. So let's keep it going. I don't want to say it because I feel like your mom's probably going to listen to this show, Mike, and I want her to like me. So. <laughs> Um, Chris Corona's parents like me and we were kind of clean on his show, but he's a nice guy. So what are you going to do? <laughs> so, all right. So let's keep it moving. So the, while you were at Tempel, you were a yes. college counselor at an academic resource center at Temple University for Correct. two years. Yeah. Um, what's the scam that they were working and why'd you get fired? <laughs> So my goal was I was undecided. So my job was to help other undecided kids pick their classes. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the, it, like it was interesting to see like they would have these classes and the prereq would not be the semester before you're going to take it. So like let's say these kids like they had to take like bio 101 and then the next class they would take bio 102. So yeah. like they they'd come into me and they'd be like, "Hey, I took bio 101. I want to take bio 102." And you'd be like, "It's not offered this <laughs> this semester or whatever." So you got to like it was actually really hard to make these like class schedules for these kids who are undecided to give them the best shot to like major in something and almost finish in four years. Yeah. Oh, so wow. like, it was kind of like, you know, cause there was all these classes that I know the temple did, but other, I know other universities do it where it's like just specific for the university. Right. They make you take it. But like, yeah, you kind of see that like sometimes like it would only be offered in like the summer and the fall. But if you needed it in the spring, you couldn't take it. So then you had to take like another kind of, you know, throwaway class or whatever like that. And yeah. I was undecided, too. So I was like I was just there. I was, I was doing the same thing that these people were doing. Yeah. So that was like my job to kind of like like help them take classes that would give them the best shot of like finishing somewhat on time or declaring a major or something like that. 
but um but i wasn't good at it and i did in fact get fired <laughs> uh, so how did the firing go well i you know i i it was in the summer mostly. And as a young college kid, I, you know, um, my alarm kept going out. There was many power outages that I just, you know, unfortunately my alarm just didn't go off that morning. Right. And I might, might've shown can't up. Held, yeah. You can't be held accountable for bad, yeah. you know, yeah. wiring. Not your yeah. fault. Tasker right? Ave electricity is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't due to me staying up too late and having too much fun. No, it was the, no. the, the these power outages, these roaming power outages were really getting me. So the lady who I worked with, like, um, I don't think she was the head. She was like mid-level, but she brings me into the office one day and she's just like, hey, Mike, you know, uh, these tardies and these lates are really adding up. And uh, well, we're going to have to let you go unless you could really tell me like look me in the eye and promise me and really you know sell me that you're going to change and you're going to be much better and in that moment i don't know what came over me and i was just like nah no nah, I, I don't i don't think i'm going to be much better and i i honestly yeah. okay and then she kind of was like well we don't have to let you go and in that moment i realized i don't think that she had the power to actually fire me <laughs> but i think she needed me i think she was just trying to like a god in me and i was just yeah. like nah I, like I, I have rent for like next week or next month so yeah. like school starts again i'll be fine so i was just like so i just was like no she was like well you know you should come back to it and i was like no you fired me i'm done like i you know <laughs> it didn't work out here i'm done and then like i remember her having to go into like her boss's office down the hall and i could tell that that probably didn't go well and then i was just i was out and then the worst part about it was i did in fact have to use this service for like the next year <laughs> <laughs> so she was giving you the stink eye every time you came yeah. in yeah, um, yeah. When I came in, I would have to see her and stuff. And I had some co funny. co-workers who also didn't, you know, you know. So then I had, to, yeah, I also had to like use their services. So for like the, my re- remaining time at Temple, it was always weird when it was time for me to pick class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was yeah, just trying to threaten you, and then you're like, "No, nah, you know what? You're right. I don't want to look here." Yeah. She's a like, he or yeah. she? It was a lady. Yeah, oh, she's gonna God. walk into the bus. She's yeah. like, uh, "Look, I, uh, I." Uh, yeah. I fired. She's like, you can't fire people. He's like, well, yeah, exactly. I, I just wanted to tell him that like, you can't be late anymore. And it, it turns out he, yeah. he's going to be late more. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I took this class on how to manage people and he yeah. told them to scare people as a scare tactic. I tried it and it didn't scare yeah. him. And he left. She was like, and now we have no one to work. Sell me on today. yourself. And yeah. you're like, go yeah. eat a dick, yeah. bitch. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah, you, nah, you know, no, actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, no. Was this I, I, at I, the beginning of the shift or the end of the shift? Early, early in the morning. Yeah. We had a lot so, to do that day. <laughs> so you were just like, well, I'm fired and I'm leaving now. Yeah. Well, it, it happened on a day that I was, in fact, late too. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but how kinda, much yeah. does it matter yeah. if you're late to the, you know, the college counselor gig? Did it matter right? at all? That's what I thought. I mean, yeah. I don't think so, but it, I mean, no, no. And ruffled a couple with, feathers. No. And I'm going to stick with absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so you're doing the you're doing the college thing, and you're working all this yeah. stuff. I want to get through this. You did. You were a grout bathroom tile installer for like a year, and then you're also yeah, a two, two. You did two years as a animal wrangler at TU. So. <laughs> What was the bathroom grout installer and what was the deal with the animal wrangler? 
talk. To All you. right. So w- one summer I needed a job to stay in Philly and I found on Craigslist, the only thing that would hire me was to install grout. And it said like no experience necessary whatsoever. So I was like, all right, like the guy, I think they're paying like 10 bucks an hour or whatever. So I was like, all right, perfect. Like I could do this all summer. I could make some money. I could like pay my rent and stuff like that. And I, you know, I should be fine. I don't have to like move back home. Yeah. So this one guy, this guy, like he picks me, he tells me to take the, the subway to Albany and he picks me up. This guy's running his own private business. I get picked up at Albany by this guy. He only listened to Bob Marley the entire time I knew him for the entire summer. Bob Marley <laughs> exclusively, exclusively. Got great taste. Yeah. No woman, no cry. <laughs> Which is like good the first time you hear it, but like, yeah, you know, yeah. when you're then, listening to Buffalo Soldier. <laughs> Like eleven luck, times luck, a day, uh, yeah, yeah, it starts yeah, to yeah. lose meaning a bit. Oh yeah. Um, when he and he's like, "Bro, you feeling this music, bro? <laughs> yeah, Marley man. No, <laughs> I'm with you. I had a couple of fucking clown jobs that tried to play that shit. <laughs> so okay. So this so. guy picks me up at all, and he and I get in this car with this other guy. His name's John. I forget the name of the box. And I'm like, we're driving to our first job. And the guy's like, hey, have you ever done this? No, I've never done this at all. I have no, I literally have no idea what we're about to do. I had to like look up what the word grout was on the way here. <laughs> like, all right. So this guy takes us into this bathroom. We stop at this like nice house. All these houses were like nice houses on like the main line and like outside of Philly or like the burbs. So we go to this house and it's like, it's his first bathroom. The guy's like, all right, so here's you do. You get a little grout tool. You clean out the grout in between the tiles in the bathroom. Once all the grout's gone, you're going to like take the, you know, the new grout, you mix it like this with the water, you spread it on with this machine or this little tool. You wait like, you know, a little bit, the grout kind of like it hardens, but not too hard. And then you wipe it away and you're good. We're like, all right, this guy showed us 45 minutes and yeah. that's it. And then left. Then he <laughs> So it's me and this guy, John in here. And we're like, looking at this bathroom. We're like, I'm like, dude, the guy's like, oh, I'm going to do another job. You guys are going to do this job. I'll pick you up at like noon. Yeah. It's like eight in the morning. We're like, all right. Well, we had no, like no idea what we we're doing. We unfortunately destroyed this woman's bathroom. <laughs> so we, we take all the grout out. Right. And then yeah. we didn't realize how quickly the whole, the grout dried. So we like painted on the grout on this person's like shower. Just covered it. All the thinking way down. you could just wipe off. Yeah. And then would go to the next thing. And we did like the four things. And when we went back to the first thing, it was dried solid, dude. We had <laughs> no idea what to do. And we're like, uh, this guy comes back at noon and freaks out. Now the person wasn't there. But he's, yeah. like, he's like, you fucking destroyed this lady's bathroom. Because if it's not watery enough, it's yeah. it, it's literally concrete now. A base layer of concrete over all her tile inside dude, the bathroom. The whole tile wall. <laughs> destroyed this lady. And we're looking at each other and we're like, dude, we're, you, you, you left. We had yeah. no idea. This guy showed you. We're like, you showed us for a half an hour. This is what you showed me. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I showed oh, you what okay. you showed me. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we probably should have cleaned it off quicker in retrospect. In hindsight. But, yeah. But sure, you know, that's what hindsight's for. So <laughs> this guy freaks out. He's like, every we get out of the house. He's like, we gotta leave right now. He's like, I make my, <laughs> I make my like living on like people word of mouth. He's like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to come back and explain what happened. And we're like, all right. So we get in the car and he's driving us back to Albany. And he's like, to like drop you off? Yeah. Like yeah. you're done? That's it. And I'm thinking like, all right, well, we're fine. Like, fair enough. I'm gonna have yeah. to go back on Craigslist and look this whole thing up again. Cause clearly this didn't work out. And he's like, all right. I'll pick you up tomorrow. We're like, 
fuck it. Fair enough. So me and this John guy, this the next time this guy like actually like stayed and worked with us. Yeah. So we got a little bit better at it. But yeah, yeah. we uh we we trashed that first <laughs> <laughs> day <laughs> one was a loss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Immediate. Yeah. So I don't know if right, just, yeah. I don't know if he just went back and like I, I never know knew what happened. He like would never talk about it again. <laughs> He's like, we, we lost, we, yeah. we lost one today, guys. Yeah. He just, he told a lady he never showed yeah. up, and she's like, wait, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, we couldn't make it. And they're like, no, somebody did something. My belly was like, oh, I, it wasn't my company. I don't, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I don't know. Did you have some homeless men try to clock around? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, somebody broke in and went nuts with this grout. It was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's the grout bandit. So okay. This so, other time we had to. Uh, I just remember we had to like hand paint grout on the floor to this like uh, this like entire first floor and this lady came home from vacation after two weeks and was like nah it's a bit too light do it again and just left and we were there for like another two <laughs> weeks and did it it was like the i was gonna lose my mind it was like one of the most tedious jobs uh, so then i i follow that up with uh yeah i was a i worked in a neuroscience lab because i was in school for neuroscience and i'm thinking this yeah. is gonna be cool we're going to be doing like state of the art stuff. And I get in there and they're like, Hey, uh, your job is to wrangle these mice for the entire time. So, so they're, I, they're like wild mice or they're like a, a lab mice that have escaped. Yeah. So they're the mice that they're going to do the experiments on, but yeah. these people wanted somebody else, stupid enough me to go in there and get them used to being handled by like humans. Cause like, yeah. they, Apparently, when they don't know what they're getting picked up by when they're young, they freak out and like bite you and scratch you and all that kind of fun stuff. So that was my job. My job was to get them used to being picked up. So then the professionals, when they picked them up and put them in the lab, didn't have get to bit or anything like that. OK, yeah. yeah. So you're basically domesticating mice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've, they've mice, taken yeah. a, a random person off the street for yeah. a, a highly sophisticated study like domesticate right. these mice to handle yeah. hands yeah yeah so that was my job i'd like go sit indian style and just like hold mice in my hand and do then you know what, what would they do to the mice do you know like there was was it like cosmetic testing like to no. see if it would irritate skin or was it like they're putting chemicals in them to see if they get like no, superpowers it, it was crazy this neuro lab they were working in uh alzheimer's research so they would okay breed these mice specifically to either lack this like protein this like it was called beta amyloid or have more of it so they're like two different mice yeah it's like the researcher was thinking like either this buildup causes alzheimer's or the total lack of it would be, you'd be able to like remember yeah. stuff better so they would have these two sets of mice and then they would run this thing that was called like the war uh morris water maze where they drop these mice into this water thing and they would swim to like a platform and they would time them and then they would do all these like other mazes but then the craziest thing was at the end they would they would put the mice in this little like clear gas chamber and kill them and then they would have a mouse guillotine and that was also one of one of my jobs <laughs> why did wait why would they gas them and then guillotine them so the idea was they would then kill the mice guillotine yeah. them in this like little it was like this like little adorable like plastic like guillotine the cute like, little mouse yeah, guillotine yeah it, was like, yeah, yeah it was like the one in paris but like just like really small yeah. and like cute yeah was yeah. there a, was there a, i picture a, a mouse in the executioner's hood yeah, yeah. that stands like there ba basket underneath pulls the lever <laughs> the little the little yeah. french emperor yeah yeah, yeah. But so <laughs> why the 
why the beheading after the so gassing what they would do is and then they would do that and they would like um dissect the brains because the area to that see they were looking how at, the yeah they would like study like, how the protein millimeter affected. slices of like the cerebellum on these mouths yeah fuck yeah yeah, yeah. so they would do all this like high science cool stuff but i was yeah. never a part of that i was just like the grunt in the you lab. were with the you and the mouse executioner just yeah. hung out and, but yeah. also like I would get like not emotionally attached to these mice, but I spend a lot of time with them. And then I, I got to be the one <laughs> yeah. to guillotine them. Did like, you name them? Psychological torture. <laughs> Did you ever name the mice? You can't name them. I mean, that's listen. It's the only rule. If you don't think I, I sang. Did you free fi- a couple? Fifle songs in there. You're out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Did you- there was Maybe one you year. were the study. Did you ever think of that? Maybe the whole time they were just studying you. Dude, I'm, I'm They're like, what do we do with this take. moron that's fucking singing to the mice here? You know? How many, uh, how many mice do you think yeah. we can get this guy to kill? Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you ever like really like one and like let him escape? No, I never let Not him. Not you, end. buddy. But, but honestly, <laughs> no. by the end of it, though, they would be like, cool. So you could fit like eight or nine in your hand. Because after a while, they got like real pit- chill. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. That's, uh, dude, I almost did a spit take when you said that. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I was, maybe it was a social psychologist. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, all right. Let's keep it moving. You did some, you were a waiter for a little bit. Are you going to address the uh, sunglasses or we're just going to keep rolling with that? Uh, okay. So, eyeballs due, due to my many years of vaxxing, I have the post concussion syndrome gimmick. And, uh, I was at the office today and the lights are very bright at the have, office. Have you tried those blue tint? I think they're called blue tinted lenses for I've, like those. Yeah. I've ordered yeah. some. Yeah. yeah so, my girl, uh, yeah. same thing. Yeah. No, as a, as a member of the migraine as well from probably CTE, uh, all credit due to you. Rock yeah. glasses. Yeah. I mean, do they look great? I'm trying to pull off. Like, yeah. That's what I, I thought you were trying to you know, intimidate us. Little by your handsome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was feeling yeah. the intimidation factor with them. I was, I was like, hey. well, I'm glad you like them. So, uh, <laughs> you know, very nice. Uh, my wife tells me she thinks they're women's classes, and I told her you're a woman. And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So let's keep it moving. Then uh, you did some little waiter waiter job at a you know stupid thing, and then you were a door to door salesman how the shit did that go the bottom barrel i had no i was like i need rent like i like i i'm out i need rent now the the when i was working at a restaurant the place like closed down and towards the end it wasn't making a lot of money yeah i was like i i don't know like i i need to make rent next month so let's see here so again, you go to Craigslist and I found you're still in the Philly area doing this door to door? Yeah, no. So I'm out, I'm outside. I'm outside. You're I, back in New Jersey. Home, just... home base is New Jersey. So I'm living okay. in Philly. Okay. Home base is some industrial park in New Jersey where they you get there in like in like head to toe, like you know, full suit attire, blazer, the whole nine. Like you're dressed to the nine at like Seven in the morning, I would have to get to New Jersey. Oh, fuck on me. Right? Right? Then we'd get there, and this guy would, like, run, like, he called it, like, the business school. But it was not business school. (laughs) It was, like, this guy (laughs) making up these ridiculous things and just calling them, like, a theory. Like, there was, like, the gumball theory to sales. He had, like, a fishnet 
theory to sales. And like, I'm talking like he would draw a picture of a gumball machine and be like, the gumballs are your potential sale. And uh, your quarters are the seven pillars of this, whatever company this is called, like stick to it of this and uh, chatting it up or like, you know, all this, like, you know, selling euthanisms or whatever. And like, so, did you for one second ever buy into their bullshit? Not, not for one. The only thing yeah. that kept me in the door was I knew that if I worked like a full like two or three weeks or whatever it was, you got an automatic payout and that was enough for me to make rent. So <laughs> so, yeah, I you're on a mission. Like I couldn't get fired. But yeah. so, so you were you- legit living on fucking lima beans for three Oh weeks. dude, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. The yeah. water and Raymond noodles. Yeah, big t- uh, yeah, I just I had to make rent, and I was like, if I could just make rent this month, uh, maybe next month I could hit the Powerball or find a yeah. new job or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, so I, I never looked every- thinner in my life than when I was working <laughs> at this place. Yeah, in this Oof. like suit or whatever. So, so this guy would do like the normal, uh, you know, his selling, you know, his eight theories of selling or whatever it was for that day, and then we would just get in some guy's car. And uh, this guy would just drive us to strip malls and just kick us out. And our job Ugh. was to sell like these, these like flyers or vouchers of all these like different things. Uh. Not door to like door, like your household, but just the people who are out shopping in like regular places. So I would just constantly get thrown out of places because there's no solicitation. Like I, yeah. I yeah. can't go into like a target and bug people about yeah. buying something that target doesn't sell. Yeah. <laughs> You like want these like to sit up by the counter at like small businesses and people can pick them up and, and purchase them as like a, like right. a coupon kind of thing or like yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it would be like I remember that like, like, like diners and yeah, like Sixers tickets or like paintball specials or like you know a, a booze cruise on like a yacht or something like that. A TV like, rental, yeah. Ex- totally, but like our we would just have to like find these people who are shopping for something else and like bug them. And, Did uh, you ever sell any? Not one, not a single one. No, <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Um, I remember one day getting thrown out of a department store and just begging the guy. I'm like, I promise I won't say a word. It's pouring outside. These guys are coming to pick me up in like two hours. I will just sit in this like McDonald's and I swear to God, I won't say a I word to anybody. Just yeah. don't throw me out, please. Like just begging with these people. And uh, I got, I did my like two or three weeks and I didn't make a sale. So the guy was like, oh, here's, you know, here's your payout. And then he was like, but I could pay you in human money or I could send you home with some of these sweet vouchers. Just like, give me, give me, give me the, give me the, the human money, please. And yeah. then I, uh, and don't I, ever talk to me. Again. Yeah, that I know called, no showed them. And it was like, I was the only time I've ever did that in my work career. And it was the best, like two a day later or whatever, uh, my older brother and his girlfriend at the time had like at another waiting job. We're like, now hey, we, we might need a waiter. So I was like, yeah. dude, please. So I made my rent or whatever, but it was nothing was more satisfying. Like two years later, Ugh. I was living on Fairmount and I saw these poor guys walking oh. Fairmount trying <laughs> to sell their stuff. Oh. And I was just like, I was like, what are you guys doing? I was just like shouting across the street at them and stuff. Cause they were like, I don't know. They're probably good, good people, but they were like, not cool to me. And I, yeah. I didn't, I just wanted to get in and get out, but they're like, they kept telling me to like read like Lee Iacocca's book and stuff like that. Like they were all in on this thing. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> You're like, literally none of you know, like yeah. you all know this is never 
ever going to work. This is like, all you know, the, like, like, like the, like the, some of the parts in Wolf of Wall Street with like yeah. Leo go and that's all these people who work for there thought that they were like, that was what was going on there. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. So, so I did that. That was, yeah, that was the worst job I think I ever had hands. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Sounds like it. Okay. So then you were a waiter at uh, a bar that I know well. Uh, we'll talk about it some other time. But then after that, you you have a psych degree, so you could be right. a preschool teacher. Is that what's going yes, on? Yes, that was. Yeah, I got a. I, I worked as a preschool teacher um, out in Collegeville, and it was like so. That was the only thing that like I didn't have a master's degree in psych. I just had my undergrad. Okay. So that that worked there. So yeah, I was a preschool teacher. Um, it was like 17 boys in the class, three girls. Uh, anytime I got in trouble, we would just have a bubble dance party and we just go to the <laughs> mat and put on yeah. a bubble and I like create like a mini rave. And, uh, I'll oh, tell yeah. you what, no problems during bubble dance party. Everybody oh. knew the rules. Everybody partied. <laughs> and yeah. And nobody, there was never any issues during bubble dance party. I highly Dude. recommend it to anybody. Oh. Bro, my daughter, we go to this place. Uh, it's called Romp and Roll. I'll shout them out. Um, but uh, we go there and they do a bubble dance party. And yeah. legit, if you ever want to see like 10 kids, blow, <laughs> like just lose right? their, lose their minds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. bro, they put on, you know, happy people or whatever the fuck the song is. And the bubbles start coming out and you would think it's raining cocaine down. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking bananas. This bubble dance party. It is the gimmick. Everybody's in. So, okay. And you're there and like, what ages were you teaching at pre-K? I was doing like, I was doing mostly like pre-K. I would go into the kindergarten room um, for like lunches and stuff like that. Or I would do like the pre-pre-K, I guess it would be called. I would like go in there, but mostly pre-K was my, my, was my jam. Yeah. Okay. So then, all right. And then let's keep it moving. Uh, so after you did the pre-K and you liked it there, like it was, or like, yeah. you know, you, so these were like two and three years old. Right. And you yeah. must've been the only man. Oh, dude, I'll tell you what, man. I think that's the, the best age I was. Yeah. Mr. Mike was the only oh, guy. It's yeah. the three to four is the, like, especially little boys. Cause they can wrestle and stuff. It's yeah. the, it's the best age. Yeah. Yeah, like my godson and my buddy has another kid, yo, and they're just so like, they can they can put together shitty sentences, so they're yeah. fun to talk to. Yeah, and you can throw them around because they're still rubbery. Right. Yeah. They yeah. don't have feelings yet. Yeah. My just, daughter's yeah, at that age now. Go ahead, Mike. I just think it's it's like interesting. Like when I was in like kindergarten you could tell that they would be like worried about like their peer group. Like they were like worried if they would like look cool doing stuff. But the year before that in pre-K could give a zero, shit. Zero fucks. Zero. Yeah. They had no, they don't care what anybody else thinks. Of them. You're just like, as a human, I feel like you just are who you are and that's it. There's like no outside anything. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. They yeah. were awesome. But the, yeah. the, the gig didn't pay great. So I had, I had to call it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So, okay. So then after that, that's when you kind of started down the path you're at now. So you went to become an x-ray tech and you were the head of the class or what is it? What is it called? President of the class of this class? I was. Yeah, I was. was Surprise, surprise. (laughs) I was the homecoming queen at my x-ray tech. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you were also in the class 
with uh well he was supposed to be the co-host tonight i guess our older brothers just don't like showing up mike what do you say (laughs) (laughs) but uh older brothers yeah shout out fans a real middle child show yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) my older brothers didn't come either i mean they weren't invited but they're not here either this is the middle child episode that is for damn sure the forgotten the forgotten children forgotten children episode the middle child never loved but either way, um, no, uh, but you were there with Tom's wife was in your x-ray yes. class, right? Yes, I, I was. Yeah. I remember you were living on Fairmount, right? And we had gone to the the haunt, the prison, like the haunted, like when they do the, the haunted house yeah, at the prison. Yeah, at Fairmount. Yeah. Yes. And it's awesome. And, but it's I remember we, we took Penitentiary. It, I can't think of the Eastern name. Eastern State Penitentiary. Eastern State. There yeah. you go. Yeah. The Eastern Penitentiary, the Haunted Penitentiary. And we went there with like, we had like a whole bus full of people, but people were like drinking beforehand. And then they went to the penitentiary and there's no bathrooms and so many people had to piss. And I was with uh, my brother's now wife and she had to like go to the bathroom and she was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I was like, look, my buddies live around the corner. We'll just go knock on their door and see if anyone's there. And we went and knocked, right? And as soon as like I there was like, yo, Mike, and then right away you're like, and she was like, Mike, oh my god, what are you doing here? And he's yeah. like, I live here. And she was like, Oh my god, I need to go to the yeah. bathroom. And then he's like, Go ahead, boom. And then yeah, and then that was that. And then you ended up, didn't you end up going to the haunted the, yeah, the we all had like a moment where it's like, wait, you know him? I was like, I know him, you know yeah. him. Yeah, I did. I, I went with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all went. Yeah, I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll come with you. Why not? So, the, yeah, yeah. We had no idea. We, we we knew Lavelle together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did do you remember? Uh, I don't know if you remember the girl I was the girl I was dating at the time. <laughs> I had taken her there. I don't know if you remember what she looked like, but she was like this four foot eleven Italian girl, like really short. I do remember really she small. was very short. Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah, yeah. she would end up getting thrown out of the yes. thing because she hit one of the performers. The actors. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But she yeah. barely hit him. The dude was being a bitch. <laughs> and like even security was like, bro, like really? And he's like, yeah, she's gone. You don't touch me. And I was like, dude, you're a fucking yeah. ass. Like, you know it's what like I mean? Natural reaction. Yeah. But yeah. I was so kind you of, get sh- scared. Like you throw yeah, your hands that's out. That's exactly what she did. She was like, eh. and yeah, I was like, bro, like, she's four foot eleven. And she was like a hundred pounds soaking wet. Dude, I remember she would have like leggings. And I remember I held up the leggings one time. I was like, these are legit the size of a toddler's. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> but, you know, um, but either way, uh, it says a lot about me. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm kidding. Um, but uh, she, uh, yeah, no, but she got thrown out. It was like, oh my God, it was the worst. But it was also, still- if you're an actor too, like, how do you not take that as a compliment? Yeah. Like, you're doing the a good job of the role, you know? Oh yeah, my God. Yeah. You got a, yeah. a good reaction. You can't throw a- that girl out. Yeah. As a kid, I got fooled by the, they would do the chainsaw without the chain on it, but oh. they would have the motor run and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I was on the hayride, I was yeah. the last one. And he, I, I was sitting like with my legs hanging over the back. You know, being cool. I was like, I don't know, 11, 12. And he touched my leg with the chainsaw. And I didn't know that, like, I don't know. Right. Chainsaw, I was so scared. I kicked him, you know, like, yeah. and like, he, you know, he took it fine and stuff. But I, I'm I sure really, you're like, not the hundredth kid to do that. Yeah. I like kicked him and then like touched my leg to be like, am I, did you just yeah. cut my leg Is that off? It? Like, Is that you know, it? 
I'm so scared. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, for sure. My brother was like, "There's no chain on it." I was like, "I don't know. I don't know how chainsaws work." Are you a fucking chainsaw professional, man? What you fucking? He touched me with it. Like I was so scared. Yeah. I'm not taking that chance. That's a huge risk. You freaking hurt, man. Yeah. So I was okay. like touching my jeans. So then you spent four years uh, for X-ray tech, right? How long was the school for X-ray tech? It was like uh, like two years, like twenty-four month program. Yeah. Okay, so you did a two-year program, right? You did two yeah. years. The radiologist. What's the technical name for that? Like a radiology radiology technician. There you go. Yeah. No. Oh, wow. Surprising. You don't know that. Um, but <laughs> so then you did X-ray tech, but then you would move on to MRI tech, right? Yeah. Okay. I knew from actually the only thing I knew was working in that neuro lab is that after yeah. they did the mice stuff and everything like that, that's how they would study everything. So like there would always be these like really cool in-depth MRI image. So I kind of always was like, hey, that that was pretty cool. Maybe I could do that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Did you ever uh so did you ever see the how an MRI I mean obviously you probably do that how the MRI machine works like the way it, how fast that thing spins and stuff? Yeah, he does that. Yeah. It's yeah, nuts. The, the physics yeah. I just the whole saw it the other day. Insane. It was yeah. on like a Reddit and they like showed like what it would look like if you took that front casing off and how it spins around super fast and obviously you can't have metal in there and how oh, fast no. does it spin? I mean, I it didn't tell me the speed but like I didn't know it I, mean, small. I thought I don't it was even know like, how many res- like I guess it whips around inside that tunnel wow yeah it's probably like a thousand rotations or something you yeah know, i have like- no idea. i just did, i didn't know that and then like the 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 mri compared to the x-ray is like a, you know a thousand times better really? as far as like but x-ray just gets like your bones and like a flash like yeah. whatever it can pull back from the camera where the mri is so much more in depth wow yeah. layer by layer yeah. Can you yeah. read the MRI stuff too, Mike? Like, can you read what's on them? So like, that's kind of our jobs is not like, we can't give a diagnosis to a patient. So like, if a patient's like, did you see anything? Like, we're not like- Legally, we're not, you're not allowed to say anything, not, right? Legally, we're not, because we're not trained radiologists, but like, yeah. we're our job is also to notice pathology and stuff that looks correct and incorrect. Yeah. So like, if something looks incorrect, we could like cone in on it or like make sure we cover that for the radiologist and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah the physics between like x-ray and MRI is insane. Like x-ray, you're shooting electrons, the speed of light through people. And then whatever doesn't get picked up on the receptors, like the bone image. But then MRI is like, you're dealing with magnetism. So you're spinning hydrogen protons because they're like polar. So like what the fuck? X yeah, X-ray is like you're shooting electrons and then MRI is like you're manipulating the hydrogen in water and and fat. And then what the fuck? Like the physics is like I, the best thing my Mike, MRI- did you just become a supervillain? What the fuck is going <laughs> on here? Well that's because the MRI can do like layer by layer. Like you can yeah. see like skin issues to muscle issues to bone yeah. issues. Like it's damn. It picks it up because like the idea is that like so it messes with your hydrogen proton. So there's hydrogen and fat, uh, and there's you know, water's H2O. But like the best thing my physics teacher ever said to us in our MRI program was like, listen. I'm going to explain this to you. You're not going to, you have to take like a leap of faith, like an Indiana Jones step out onto the thing. We're like, none of this is 
none of this is going to make sense to you for like the next six months because like the theoretical physics who like taught this are like like the smartest people on the planet at the time you know what i mean like so like you just kind of have to trust this and then after the program it made sense but like that first week you're like what are we doing what does this machine do no it doesn't like prove it and they're like well we could you know hydrogen protons spin this way and you're like i i guess i don't know yeah i'll take your word for it yeah you so, told yeah. me bub are you sure yeah, this isn't Ronald voodoo do we yeah. pray to this <laughs> yeah. machine to make it work first off who's the alien here yeah. okay right. and right. second off did this come from yeah. the planet zolpam just so yeah. you know the yeah. uh, lowest ranking member of this class will be sacrificed to the mri so that it will <laughs> operate for the next year <laughs> Yeah. Where do you think all those mice went? We have to appease it. So, yeah. Yeah. It it takes three dead mice to run this MRI. It takes 19 guillotine mice. Little known fact. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So then now you're, you went through all the school, right? Now you're a certified MRI tech. So, what is, what is the day in the life like for the the master of the middle children, the middle child madman? The middleman extraordinaire, Mike, the middle middle kid podcasty. What is a day in the life like for MRI Mike Middle Podcasty? Go ahead. So my schedule is pretty sweet. Working at a hospital, you could work some pretty fun schedules. So I actually was able to nail down three twelves. So I'm rolling in at, at like I seven like in, seven in the morning, and I'm done at like seven thirty or eight o'clock at night. So How is a twelve? How is the 12 there? Is it like you know a what? tough shift? It's 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 tough, but you get used to it, honestly. And yeah. then you do they, know um, the next day you're off. So yeah. that's the real deal. Do they give you the free four hours so you hit 40 hours? That's how my – I had a no. warehouse so job cool. that would do that. It would give you three 12s, and then they, which is 36, and then they would yeah. give you a free four hours so you had a 40-hour check. No, they, they gave us, it was like, you know, my full time is like 36. And then if I had to work overtime, I would have to work four hours to get, get the, OT. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause it doesn't time and a half doesn't kick in until 40 hours. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 40, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm rolling in there at seven o'clock, you know, first patient, seven fifteen, seven thirty, And it would depend where I worked. Like, you know, um, a lot of MRIs, you have to put an IV in cause they use something called contrast. So you, like, you know, you have to inject that. So like sometimes you're in the IV room, you're putting IVs in until the IV nurse gets in there. So you're in there for like two hours, but if not, you're on a scanner. And uh, so yeah, your first patient rolls in at like 7.15, you go get them. And then you just kind of read the prescription, what the doctor writes. Then you kind of cross-reference that with what the radiologist wants. And then, wait, 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 wait. The, the prescription isn't just like put them in the machine and run it? Like what the- You want to like, like focus somewhere. Oh really? Yeah. Brain, like knee, zoom in. Body. Yeah. So like you put them in, like all right, oh, we're yeah. zooming in on this. Oh wow! Yeah. We have some sometimes like we have like it, it's it's unfortunate, but like sometimes like you have to fight. Unfortunately, like somebody comes in, they're like, I have a foot MRI, and it's like, no, nah, you have an ankle MRI. Like you gotta call your insurance company and stuff like that because it's like it's weird because you think every prescription's the same. But like, since it's prescription, the doctor looks at it and like, it would be like going to the pharmacy being like, Hey, this pharmacist wrote that I need B12, but I need vitamin D. And it's like, you know, you think the body parts like, Oh, well, what, you know, they ordered a foot, but I need an ankle, but like, it has to be like that. So, So yeah. So you read the prescription and then with our radiology, they have special stuff. So like, 
If you come in and somebody's like, hey, you need a brain MRI. That's what the doctor would write. And they would write, you know, your prescribing doctor would write that and they would give her a diagnosis of what they think's going on. Then our radiologist would be like, well, hey, we have this one tailored for that, what we think we need the pictures to like do that. So like, there's a difference between people who come in who have headaches or then the people who come in who have hearing loss or people who come in and have like eye problems. You know what I mean? Like wow. we'll like cone in on the optic nerve and stuff like that. Or like, we'll look at the wow. IOCs if they can't hear. So yeah, it gets real specific. So your anatomy is like, if you're an MRI tech, you have some really good anatomy because you, you know what you have to look at. Like you got to know Dude. what, like, you know, I have to angle this so the radiologist could see this the best. Like, yeah. Dude, that's fucking awesome. I had no idea. Yeah. What's the difference between an MRI and a CAT? What's it? So the MRI is like that. It works with the hydrogen protons. A CAT scan is like a 360 degree x-ray. So you're still shooting electrons uh... and stuff like that. So yeah, that's just like an x-ray machine that moves around you to give you that 3D look. So, so like... Okay, go ahead. Diff- like CAT scans better at looking at some stuff than MRI. Like MRI is amazing for like soft tissue. Like if you yeah. if you tear your ACL, yeah. that's going to be tough to see on a CAT scan. But on on MRI, it's like you know you, you it's right there for you. CAT so, scans they do that. What's that? They they inject you with like a, a certain liquid and it shows up better. So like if they're doing yeah so a lot of cat scans you got to drink like oral contrast that's yeah, yeah. Contrast. if you're doing like yeah. a, a gi track test you yeah. drink this liquid that like shows up better on yeah. the test yeah, the, the barium in, in our x-ray school they made us drink it so we would have sympathy for our patients because it's just like chalk it's like grinding up like a few pieces of chalk and drinking it it's like well, it's that bad i back in the day i think they made them better now but like back in the day it was just like legit it was like not yeah i think they have flavors now and stuff so they try to make it better for the Ugh. patient but they made us try it as students to be like listen like these people have to drink like three of these so like give them a little sympathy when they come what? in yeah oh yeah oh oh yeah damn well okay so what would you say so you legit love your job now right yeah like- i do i do it's it's tough because it's like you know, sometimes it's tough. You run into stuff where not a lot of departments in the hospital bring in revenue, but MRI does. So yeah. they want that thing moving and grooving because, yeah. you know, that. Uh, they all, every every time it spins, it's cha-ching, yeah. cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Want, it's not easy yeah. to get an MRI. Like, you could get your insurance to pay for an MRI unless you right? absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely yeah. need it. That thing's not cheap. Yeah. 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 So. They don't want a lot of open table time. So like they want you to work quickly and, you know, you spend some quality time with the patient, but it, they want, you know, they want you to keep, keep it moving chair. Yeah. It's good. Many scans exactly. in the day as we can. Exactly. Yeah. So and the, yeah. does the machine ever like overheat? Do you have to like take breaks or is it just like, it can go, it can go, it can go. So the, the craziest thing is that the magnetic field, once they ramp it up, it's on forever. It's like, it never turns off. So really? the machine itself is technically always on. So like, wow. that's why like these poor janitors in the eighties would go in at <laughs> the middle of the night and then like, you know, they're, they're Broom. everything would get sucked into the MRI machine. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they like the, the physics is crazy behind. So they, they, they ramp it up and then they pump in all this like liquid hydrogen to cool it down because the electronics in it goes forever. So it has to cool down any resistance in the wire. Okay. So the magnetic field is on indefinitely. So the machine's like always on, but like 
the software and stuff crap out every now and again. So you have to like reboot the system or we have these great engineers who come in and all the time to make sure it's running up. But like, yeah, sometimes like you feel bad, but you'd walk out to the waiting room and you're like, Hey, everybody, one of the machines just went down and like, we're going to be behind today. And like, it's just kind of like one of those things, like any, yeah. like anything we build, it can break. And it usually, you know, it does yeah. not in a bad way, but like, just like, we yeah. can't use that machine that day. I yeah. wonder what, like, I know, like, so my father-in-law works for this company called Termac, right? So if you have a restaurant, right, you have an industrial okay. sized dishwasher. And usually when you buy that dishwasher, you buy like for the insurance, you get like a repair, like a equipment breakdown and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So there has to be an equipment yeah. breakdown for the MRI machine, but whose job is it to repair and fix broken MRI machines? Like that's like yeah. gotta be such a niche type of, that's crazy right? to think like, so, cause when you call, you're like, all right, well, you got to call Barry. Cause he's the fuck like, you know, you're the insurance that covers the MRI yeah. machine has equipment breakdown and there's a guy specially trained to fix it that's fucking crazy that that's a job that's nuts and you know and our, our guy who does it um what's he name? actually one of the, uh rob rob is his name he's awesome great guy yeah, shout out yeah. to rob shout out rob Fan he, show. Show. he actually a lot of the people were tech they weren't like it, a lot of the people like you have to be an mri tech yourself for like five years oh and then, wow if you're like more on the technical side then you like go in and like learn how to dissect the machine and stuff like that. So a lot of these people doing it were clinical techs or like research techs and then just kind of fell in love with the machinery. Yeah. And then they go, they go into that route. Yeah. Would you say they were drawn to it? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. They yeah. really sucked yeah. in. Yeah. 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 They felt a real connection. <laughs> so, okay. We're coming to the top of time though. I do want to ask before we get out of here, uh, what is your favorite thing about being an MRI technologist? I think it's just cool where like you are, cause like, like Jada. Do you, do you love seeing when someone has cancer and they're like, Hey, what do you see? And you're like, Oh, the doctor's going to have to tell you. And then their <laughs> yeah. doctor comes in like, it's cancer, bub. Sorry. You know, like that's, that's is that a great day or what? The, no, that's not a great day. Uh, <laughs> I actually worked in the, in the radiation oncology department and i gotta tell you the people who are diagnosed who are coming in are like the nicest people like they yeah. know that you're there to help them and stuff like that yeah. so they're like super grateful and stuff like that um but like like j-dub said it's like these people are they like they got to take off work trying to get approved for an yes. mri takes forever like yes. a lot of the, our medical system makes you go get an x-ray first or physical therapy what a lot of this stuff were that if you just did an mri right in the beginning you'd know yeah, that's the thing to qualify to get an mri you have to get an x-ray yeah. first uh. and i've i've had to get an x-ray before where the doctor yeah. goes this is going to show me nothing and once i'm done it i'm going to write you a script and then go get an mri but you I know have it's not to your do bone. the x-ray first you have to get an yeah. x-ray first uh. he's like your knee is messed up and yeah. it's not the bone and this is going to do nothing right. and you have to right. come back. And cause I, I was getting the MRI at the same place. He's like, I'm going right. to do this. It means nothing. And then you have to come back in a week and I'll give you an MRI. Right. I'm like, sick. Right. I'll yeah. walk around. It's like, it's like medicine, the health insurance. Yeah. So they want to do the cheap stuff first. And then if all else fails, you get the MRI, yeah. Yeah. even though the MRI up front would show it everything. So like yeah. my favorite part of that would be like, you know, they had to take a day off of work. They took forever to get this thing. Then like, it's tough to book and all stuff like that. And then they finally get to you. And like, if you get really good pictures, maybe then they could get this diagnosis that oh. they've been waiting 
for like yeah. you know like maybe yeah. their, their their meniscus was torn for the last like month and they, they're yeah. trying their best but like you could actually give some kind of observable proof that like, like they that's need, it and that and that insurance needs to cover it yeah. too and then yeah. like then you could actually start getting answers for these people and then like like i said like you got to know how to do these different angles and what the radiologists like in different spots and stuff like that Mikey so like once angles. you get good like once you get good, you know that you're getting really high quality imaging for the radiologist to make like the right diagnosis. Nice. So that, yeah. that always felt good. Like, you know, it's everyday people just showing up and like everybody gets sick. So like you're dealing with everybody, but yeah. you know, it's a pain in the ass to get to the hospital. It's a pain in the ass to do this. Yeah. So you might as well get some good stuff. No, you're man, doing. you're helping people, you know, yeah. like that's gotta be a great feeling that you get to help people every day. And like, it's- you yes. really get to help people like if you can right. find something too. like has there been times right. where it's like they were looking for one thing but you found this other thing and caught it early and were able to get like that has to have yeah. happened you know they always say it's like in, in medicine it's all about timing like yeah. you know if you find this growth four months later not good if you yeah. find this thing four months before maybe it's not big enough to see or whatever whatever that but like a lot of the findings are like accidental, but like, that's the cool thing about MRI is that like, we don't diagnose anything, but we can see what's going on. So like, I'll be like, Hey, I'm going to open this up because that looks a little weird. And I want to make sure I get that for the radiologist, just yeah. in case, you know what yeah. I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. So like, nice. you kind of, you kind of decide what you want to cover, but you have to stay within the parameters of like the prescription, but like, you could kind of fudge it a little bit to make sure you get some stuff. If you see anything fun. Nice. All right. Well, I'll tell you this, Mike, this fucking was such a blast, dude. And I know me and Justin, we're usually on the same page with this, but we would love to have you back on the show as a guest. It would be an honor. I I would be, I had a blast too, man. I I love this. This is a great podcast, man. I love listening to it. And then to be on it is is fun as hell, man. Honestly. Nah, dude, this is one of the, honestly, Justin, I know for you and for me, this is one of the best parts. Like Justin just met you, Mike, but I'm sure he had a great time getting to know you. And like, I've known you for a while and this was just great catching up and chatting. You know what I mean? Like it's just a good fucking time you know and we all look great and we have great backgrounds and we're so happy that our older siblings couldn't be you know that's perfect middle class podcast all the way yeah Yeah, i don't want to see i don't want to see burnt crawling back for part two of this (laughs) wait sees how good it was he's like let me eat before i go i'd like to say one thing though because i don't think he's ever brought this up on the show now i know you gave me a list of my favorite movies when i was 10 or now Yes. I just want, it's good to know, because I, I think he's a little embarrassed by it, but he doesn't bring it up often. Byrne's favorite movie of all time is Summer Catch, starring Freddie Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard. Now, I don't know what he wants to talk Jessica about. Jessica Biel? With Jessica Biel and Brian Dennen. He also, a young Wilder Valderrama. And Johnny C. McGinley. Correct. That entire cast. Byrne is such a nut about Summer Catch. I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up on the, on the show. Well, he's going to be on the pop-in tomorrow. Yeah. So, please, Justin, yeah. please yeah. help me remember yeah. do, you know, do you know yeah. who that movie's based off of? Who? Good old Randy Wolf. Really? He's, wow. he's, he's reported the Wolf pack himself? The motivation for that storyline. For he, that bit, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Struggling, uh, you know, through the yeah. summer camp yeah. and then Cape, getting Cape to the bigs. The Cape Cod League. Yeah, and Freddie Prince. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apparently supposed to be about Randy. Randy Wolf would never. Randy Randy Wolf (laughs) would never leave a fucking game 
right, to go bang some hua <laughs> when the Phillies were looking at him. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Randy yeah. Wolf, the Wolf yeah. Pack, Randy fucking Wolf is gonna leave. Is no. gonna leave. No, dude, I'll tell you this too. His gimmick, the Wolf Pack, started all of that when it was the Wolf Pack, Tony's oh, yeah. homies, uh, <laughs> Howard's hooligans, Chase's <laughs> chicks. Uh, dude, like all well, of the gangs. Dude, if we're talking alliteration, I think you started that. You got Creekside Kids, the yeah. bad boys on the block. Uh, I mean, all- yeah. alliteration. I you mean, did just on, listen man. to the Allen Bach episode. Dude, <laughs> the the Borough Bur- Boys? Come on. Yeah, they're, yeah. These are amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, we did, uh, yeah, it was the, the bad boys on the block, the Bulldogs, yeah. the Creekside Kids, the Borough Boys. And then the Confederation of Forestry Park Natives, which is what we are to this day. Yeah. Loud and proud. Confederation of Forestry Park Natives. (laughs) Say it loud, say it proud. Land of free, home of the brave. So, all right. Well, we're coming to the top of time, right? I'll tell you, man, this has been just such a fucking blast, dude. You're a great man. You're a great dude. And love talking with you. Love seeing you. Also, this has been brought up, Mike. And I'll say this on the show now because I talked to someone else about it, but they're not here to talk about it. Um, Maybe I did talk to you about it and then talk to them about it, but I talked to someone about it about doing a Game of Thrones roundtable, right? Because, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I I didn't watch it until a few years ago, and the Red Wedding didn't get spoiled for me. Oh, I watched it like ten years after it came out, and I didn't know that's how they killed Rob, and I was Oof. like fucked up for like Yo, when they said I text my wife, boy when they, no, they put his dog. On his head. Oh, I was was walking around my. I I thought the red wedding was the 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 shitty kid Joffrey getting poisoned. Yeah, Yeah. like when like it happened, like in real life, I was like, oh, that's the red wedding, whatever. Like I didn't watch the show, and I purple wedding. Like when the pandemic started, is when I watched it. I was home, I didn't have to go to work, and I started it the show. I saw Rob die like that, and I was like, "That's how they do my man, yo." Yeah. Well, and Jeff read it when I was in. They were like reading all the books same. when I was in X-ray school. So like, yeah. I don't have the the exact knowledge, but I was a huge fan of the television show. It's outstanding. And you've but, heard you know, our discussions about oh, it yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have to give Jeff back a, a Baratheon shot glass that, that he left. We were like cleaning out. We were moving, and I found it. I was like, "Oh, yeah. for a set, yeah, we we got it." So, all right. So I think we got the the ideal cast then because, so this is what happened. We had had, uh, I had booked someone for July 19th. They were also a possible female voice of the Working Perspectives podcast weekend pop-in. They were on for one episode. They talked to Steve Cabot and they have not come back. Uh, (laughs) Is it related to me? They are. And uh, 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 to be a guest either. I'll talk to her. So well, no, I mean, I didn't. I, well, don't because I want to switch because I want to switch that date out because if she can be a guest, but it's going to be funny, in September. Sure. She is yeah. funny, but she no called no show. So I figured she didn't want to be on the Tuesday show either. She so, me. yeah, well, I'm going to do I'm going to probably move her. If she still wants to be on the show, I'm going to move her to September and I'm going to open up her recording date July 19th. Right. And then the air date for the first episode of the new Game of Thrones show is August 21st, I believe. So we can record July 19th. And then by the process of elimination, that will come out the Tuesday before Perfect. the new show. So that's what I'm thinking. So I guess you guys will both be there because what I wanted and this is actually perfect. Because I wanted, I'm a, I've read the books, Burns read the books, and Pelosi's read the books. 
but you two are both show watchers. Correct. So I wanted to have the the perspective of people that read the books, but also just seen the show. I'd like to Mickey, have Mickey, uh, former uh, guest of the show, uh, Mickey Bats, has read the books and has a Hand of the King tattoo on his chest. Wow! Right, like in that spot. Yeah, right in the spot. I mean, I mean, right. Uh, but yeah, he. Uh, yeah. So that's another Check guy. Out, uh, we'll shout out. Loves it. Check out uh, his his episode on uh, the Honeydew. Yeah, right. the Honeydew's Patreon has a Honeydew for you. They just interview uh, Sickler interviews random people, and uh, yeah, he interviewed our boy yeah, well, uh, Mickey Betts. He stole that idea from me, I would say. <laughs> Catch up, baby. Um, but okay, that's awesome, man. Good for him. Uh, but yeah, no, we'll uh, definitely yeah. Game no, of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones. What's that podcast. show? What's it's um House of What's the new show coming out called? House, House of, of Dragons. House of Dragons. Yeah. Cool. It's based off of Fire and Blood. It's the, I mean, I can tell you. Like a long time times. ago. Yeah. So the, it's the, what George R. R. Martin did, and this is actually genius, is that he put himself in a hole with the A Song of Ice and Fire saga because the show caught up to the books. Yeah. Right. So what, um, what he did this time is that it's a 300 year history that ha- the, the, the Targaryen dynasty ruled over Westeros for 300 years, right? So he did a he did his first book chronicles the first 150 years of the Targaryen dynasty, but it doesn't go into crazy crazy depth of the real characters like it did with, you know, this a song of ice and fire saga. It's really kind of like a history book of like this happened here, this happened here, this was this, this, this and then kind of goes through it so he wrote the first book is the first 150 years and the best thing is right is that like there are several civil wars in house targaryen and all the motherfuckers have dragons it's yeah. not like just three <laughs> it's a lot and one of them is valerian yeah. the black dread also he conquers all of westeros well not all of it he never conquered dorne but you know he it's a whole thing you get to see the stocks <laughs> you get to see the birth of house baratheon which was not a house prior to Ooh. yeah it was house uh dundon ah fuck there's still the like still the same sigil and still the same words god what is i'm gonna kill myself house dundon <laughs> maybe was the the house at storm's end um but either way and it, the tyrell's birth of both the baratheon dynasty or the baratheon house and house Terrell because before it was house Terrell it was house Gardner but their whole line was extinguished when you know then I should I you know I know way too much of this stuff (laughs) I could do dude I could legit give lessons on Game of Thrones I'm that fucking upset Um, look forward to that yeah yeah so July 19th we'll probably record that but I mean I don't know we might have to cut this whole me saying this from the show (laughs) uh but uh, we just did it so you know if you want to hear it again show up july 19th now yeah Yeah. so okay so very good well before we get out of here mike thank you so much for being here man Uh, is there anything you'd like to say to your adoring fan base before we take off no just thank you so much this was an absolute blast i love this podcast and i I had a great time i've been moving the last two days so this is a really nice thing to just (laughs) chill I yeah. don't have to worry about what's in a basement or an attic. So, oh. yeah, I had, a, I had a blast. I had an absolute oh, blast. No, dude, it was great having you on. Always great seeing you. You're a great dude. Me and you, we've always been, you know, 
Always click, bro. I'm telling you, the Northeastern PA guys, and we just get it. We all get it. We fucking this guy fucking gets it. Simpatico. <laughs> He's an Oxford Village native. I like this dude. Guy. I, yeah. I, Jada, there's got to be a point at some point where you I you guys cross over paths. walking past. Yeah, and you're if you're, you you're eating cereal, cereal, cereal yeah. walking past. Yeah, there's 100 oh. that that happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Very nice. Well, speaking of Jalen Dub, you have anything you want to say to your adoring fan? When uh, when all else fails, when you don't know what to do, when you think you're lost and you are out of options, bubble dance party. Hey, yeah, hey, bubble dance party. Bubble dance. All ages, all groups. It'll never let you down. I'll tell you that right now. It is people. Yeah, it's yeah, it wins. It absolutely wins. So bubble dance party for the people. Yeah. Hey hey guys, remember when I forgot the national anthem? You forgot the Pledge, the Pledge of Allegiance. A Pledge of Allegiance, yeah. yeah it's right. Nobody remember remembers that? to the Republic for what it stands. Like four words through that? That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah well, you know. God bless it was tough. The reason Thank I came up with that, that question is the same awesome. thing. I was like, do I still know it yeah. all? It yeah. took me a couple shots to remember it. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? You would have yeah, gotten it eventually. Hey, no, of course. No, thank, thank you. Thank you for that. No, thank America. Yeah, all right? I thank you, thank liberty and justice for all. Amen, for all. brother. Amen. Amen. Yeah, the, the amen version. Damn right. Yeah. So, that was an ameter. Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, once an amen or always an amen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Doing so, the Lord's work. Damn right. So, all right. Well, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. Coming today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, and our special guest was the one and only Mike Pocasey. We were not accompanied by Burn Benoit Pudkase and Captain Jerkbeard Tom Lavelle. It was just me, J Dub, and Mike the way we wanted it. It's the Middle Child Podcast. Really good stuff. Uh, but you can, in case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com and please like and subscribe so we can keep bringing you this great content. Uh, all right, well, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening and stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See ya. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, E is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.